1: And what do you think? I think it's time to tell people to choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new sweet and crispy homestyle French toast sticks. That's still not an answer. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours.
2: This episode is brought to you by the Project Manga Patreon, the best way for viewers to support the project and allow us a means to keep providing new and quality content to our subscribers. Go to patreon.com projectmanga and find out more about the perks we have available to patrons, including early access to all of our content and exclusive videos like behind the scenes footage and additional manga reviews. That's patreon.com slash projectmanga. All right, let's get into the episode.
3: going on everybody welcome back to the project manga podcast where we cover sakamoto days mission yozakura family jujutsu kaisen my hero academia and one piece week to week also this week we are uh, doing the premiere coverage for aliens area which is exciting i'm your host eagle Knox,
4: and i'm Melo yes
3: and yeah with that last little bit being said you know we have decided to add aliens area to the show um at first we were thinking about putting it to a poll letting you guys kind of decide you know what series we would add out of some of the newer series um but then we kind of really just sat down and talked amongst each other considered what our strengths are and kind of what our lane is and we thought that aliens area kind of fit best into our skill set um in terms of analysis and would allow us to give you guys the best experience in terms of uh, viewership of that analysis. So yeah, that is basically the long and short of it. So uh, with that being said, take a look in that description box as always down below where you can find links to any and all of our individual social media accounts like Twitter, online communities like Discord, audio listening platforms to consume the podcast on as well as the link to our Patreon if you want to support, you know, what we do more than you do by watching. So also, one more quick thing before we get started: um, Chainsaw Man is obviously back. We will be covering it, but unfortunately, we will, you know, be adding it to our uh, Patreon Special Grade podcast only because it doesn't have the same updating schedule as the, you know, regular weekly Shonen Jump that updates on Sundays. So, scheduling-wise and content-wise, being that it's on Jump Plus, it just fits better on the Patreon show. So, um, to compensate for that unfortunate. In um, fact, we will be lowering the price of the special grade tier from $15 to $10. So hopefully that'll, uh, you know, make that barrier of entry a little uh, less intimidating for some of you guys. So you can get in on that Chainsaw Man content, which a lot of you probably follow us for being that, you know, we were big Chainsaw Man lovers when it was on our main show. So, yeah. yeah. And we'll also put a link down in the description box to Knox's live stream where he kind of goes in depth about all the changes that are about to be happening. If you guys would like, you know to hear more about that um also timestamps down there you can use to navigate yourself through the video and avoid spoilers for series that you're not caught up in yet and uh yeah man what a fantastic weekend jump we're missing yeah. a couple chapters but pretty strong week overall still uh what uh Knox, what'd you think of the week overall what do you think
2: was the strongest chapter uh the week was fire. Everything everything was great. Um I think Jujutsu Kaisen is my favorite chapter this week. It was mm. between that and Mission Yozakura family. I I, I liked mm. both. So so much, but Jujutsu Kaisen just like gave us like everything that I've been waiting for in the calling game, so I had to go with. I had to go with Jujutsu. <laughs> ah, Jujutsu. How about you, Mela?
4: Honestly, I'm in the same camp. I'm really happy with Jujutsu. This is like a nice like reference point to like really show the changes of time in a series that is mostly about parallel actions and the multiple things happening all at once
2: yeah gonna yeah. get a nice little yeah. shift yeah
4: yeah
3: definitely um what about you man yeah yeah I don't know I was just thinking again <laughs> this week, man it's surprising, but like it's between Yozakura and Jujutsu for me. I'm with yeah. you, Knox. Like it's yeah. it's a tight one actually, which is which is crazy considering you know just how big this Jujutsu Kaisen chapter was in terms of like the content that we got, the characters that we see now that we haven't seen in a little bit. You yeah. know. What <Same> <laughs> and, like, the fact that Yozakura Family is stacking up to that, you know yeah. what I'm saying, in my mind, in terms of, like, what chapter I think was strongest overall this week yeah. is, is says a lot, yeah.
2: but... The Momo game like, is when vicious we're... in this Mission Yozakura Family chapter, so it yes, makes Yes, dude. Yeah.
3: Um, but, like like I said, man, in terms of the content that we got, you know, what we see, who we see, who yeah. comes back, yeah.
2: bro, <laughs> yeah. it,
3: I don't think anything can really stack up to Jujutsu Kaisen this week in yeah. terms of, like strength of the yeah. chapter overall Yeah, for sure. So. for sure i think it's jjk for me as well baby all day clean sweep across the board yes sir you know what i'm saying well With that being said um let's just jump right into it man we're going to be doing kind of an introductory overall thoughts on the series of aliens area here and then we're going to do kind of a more in-depth uh conversation on the most recent chapter kind of at the tail end of it so uh I don't know. Nox, why don't you get us started off? What do you What do you think of Aliens' Area overall as a
2: series? Dude, I love Aliens' Area. Um, Like, right <laughs> right away from Chapter 1, I was like, oh, shit, it's Nabafusai. Like, when I heard that it was Nabafusai doing Aliens' Area, I was like, well, shit, dude. I'm like, I was really fucking with Hakiri Gomen or, or Harakiri Gomen when that was, like, doing its thing. I mean, I mean like, it wasn't, like, really, like, a, a serialization serialization for Harakiri Gomen from what I remember. I only, like, peeped, like, the first chapter or two. But I was just like, this Nabafusai guy holy shit, he's just kind of fucking speaking to me with this series, and then I see that he's coming to Weekly Shonen Jump with this, like, sci-fi action series, and I'm like, well, okay, hold on, wait a minute, this dude is speaking to to me directly in, like, a couple of different areas, and then I read the first chapter of Aliens Area, and I was like, okay, Men in Black, the manga? Um, yeah, fuck yeah, let's fucking do that, and I could tell that it was, you know, I, I could tell from the first chapter that it was familiar enough you know what I mean, as far as like that Men in Black, like sci-fi, like aliens live among us kind of like vibe. Yeah. Yep. Um, but then I could also tell that it was it was going to, you know, it was going to bring enough of like a unique factor to it. Like he was going to have like a, as much of a unique take as, as as kind of like what I would need from a series that was that reminiscent of you know Men in Black or or, or previous sci-fi storytelling that is kind of like commonplace now, as far as like the history of that kind of goes i feel like there's a million stories that are like aliens live among us you know i mean you got like even inside of manga you got like level e by yoshihiro togashi that he did like right after juju or um oh, almost said jujutsu kaisen Yu Yu hakusho <laughs> <laughs> Yu juju you know what i'm saying come on <laughs> but no like yeah like you know you you see we've seen it before but this feels like really fresh still at the same time so i'm really excited about it yeah
3: yeah, yeah. definitely I'm de- I like I'm agreeing. I'm loving Aliens' area overall so far. Obviously, the the Men in Black esque setting is super tight to see as a sci-fi fan and as a fan of the movies and the story of Men in Black. Um, that sci-fi space exploration feel, you know, with you know alien species running around, different technologies in play, like utilizing alien technologies, super high-tech things. Yeah, um, always really tight to see. And on top of that, we get like intergalactic, you know politics already a little bit kind of yeah. revolutions usurpation fucking yeah. of empires which is those are aspects that are obviously really uh that I personally find super interesting i know Knox does as well probably yes Uh probably mellow as well yeah. so we're all like sci-fi said, it fits, right in, <laughs> it fits right into our wheelhouse yeah. and uh i'm just loving it all overall so far as a series and uh after loving men in black so much like i said earlier and like Knox said earlier yeah. um definitely can't wait to experience men in black the manga you
5: yeah.
2: know,
3: because we all we all know the uh the eastern storytelling just kind of has a certain you're seeing that yeah Wow. they
2: take western ideas and just like fucking just take off with them in like yeah. such fun and, and and amazing ways you know what i mean it's just like so so regular for them to do this kind of shit <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah yeah
2: and
3: to to like dovetail off of that um in terms of like the combat tech, I'm also really loving the tech gear that we're seeing so far inside of the combat system. Yeah. Um, the idea obviously of like utilizing alien tech to do different shit to, 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 um, what the fuck? What word am I thinking of to, to, to augment, to augment your physical ability or like utilize, you know, um, fi- concepts of physics even. Yeah. Okay. That's all, that's all super tight. Yes. And, it's exciting for the story in terms of the combat system because like it's basically limitless possibilities for the tech, you know, because like I said, you're kind of utilizing physics, you know, like we see, um, Shakura is the, is it? Shiraku. Shiraku. Yeah. We see Shiraku with the, uh, with the gravity tech and, Mm. you know, so we can utilize concepts of physics, different shit like that. And then in terms of them, like, dovetailing off your point about how you know manga creators or eastern storytellers take the western ideas and kind of really expand on them and and you know take them to the stratosphere
2: yeah take them to new levels that the potential
3: for the just off the wall imagination alien tech that like who knows what the fuck aliens have i can come up with whatever the fuck i want Mm -hmm. like the, the potential for the combat system here is limitless in terms of the tech i think
2: yeah for sure for sure or
3: close to it you know yeah um and that's letting alone like the combat system or you know power system that we see inside of like the implantees, right? Like um right. Tatsumi. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, while while Shiraku said that it was like similar to the to the gear, it does feel like kind of a different thing when we see it in action. Right? Yeah, because for sure. It seems it seems more flexible, more situationally um adaptable, right? Yeah. Um, as a, as opposed to just having that one piece of tech gear like we see the first time he uses it it's like the rubber kind of elastic hard rubber yeah. you know what i'm saying like gear fourth bound man type B. type shit and, um, and then the second time he uses it against uh what's her fucking name the the um
2: Shiraku's the like inspector. home girl yeah, the yeah, inspector
3: yeah. Shiraku's homegirl, the inspector i can't remember her I name mean, um it was it it had like what, a hold on
2: Melo, what what was what's her name
4: you make Fujiko,
2: the one yep, that Fujiko. Uh... yeah,
3: Fujiko, yeah, yep, Fujiko. Yeah. So when Fujiko is turning up on him, it's it has like a rocky kind of golem esque with you know yeah um stalactite kind of shit on it. So it seems yeah. it seems like its own type of thing. So yeah, so you know two mm-hmm. different power systems with limitless potential on either side. Like I think it's definitely. Definitely can't wait to see more.
2: Well, real quick, just before Melo, like, you know, says says how he feels real quick, just to, like, immediately kind of, like, piggyback <laughs> off of what you were just saying about, like, the different um, power dynamics inside the system, right? I feel like we have three completely different situations here because you have humans like Shiraku who are, you know, very, um, you know, adept and and, and knowledgeable, yep. like, with the alien tech. And, like, you have people of his ilk that, like, you know, are kind of, like, doing the same thing as Shiraku. But then you have the implantees who are kind of, like, forced into the situation, and have to deal with like assimilating with the technology. And then the third dynamic is the actual aliens who have, have been born and raised and, and lived for generations with this technology that are you know a whole different level of capable with them. You know what I mean? So it's almost like three completely different areas of the power system that have their own yeah. you know, powerful dynamic in the series. But yeah, go ahead, Melo. How do you feel about aliens areas so far?
4: Uh, you know, uh kind of looping back to Eagles talking about in chapter three, Tatsumi having kind of like the granite like exterior and then also seeing them have like blades at one point and like yeah, the yeah. really stretchy, loopy, like rubber band limb. It reminds me of Menthropy. Menthroopi from the Chimera Ant arc, the oh, Royal Guard.
2: Mentutu Yupi the... Yeah. Yeah, my favorite royal guard. Don't yeah, come at me. Yuppie. Yeah.
4: And it's just like it reminded me of that, or it's it's a, like a little bit like, um Parasite, the Maxim. Yeah, for sure. Or... Wait. Yeah. Yes. Mentutu Yuppie is Yuppie's name.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I don't know why. I don't know why. At, I, at least never... like
2: that's how i've never
3: heard it pronounced
2: correctly yeah you know. it's um it's it's like in the manga i don't remember exactly like what the translation was for it but like i can't get the voice actors you know pronunciation like out of my name or out of my head i
3: i didn't i didn't mean to derail the conversation I yeah like, yeah i just heard that first mon, time mon, that mon, mon tutu, yuppie, yeah right yeah <laughs> <laughs> Damn, i ain't even ever really paid to. it was just, I was just Yeah, yeah
2: yeah yeah
3: oh that's the boy though sorry mm-hmm continue. Yeah,
4: I feel like Tatsumi's abilities are going to be like that. It's it's going to be I think more like uh Kaiju number 8 kind of situation where it's going Ooh. to be tied to his like physical because the other like 92. member of the group was saying like, "Oh, is that scar part of your implementation process? Is that if it's on the left side of your if it's on like the left side of your face, is that why it affects the right hand part of your body?" Mm-hmm. And like we know that the brain That's is a, yeah. connected through all that through the nervous system and so po- quite possibly it could be fa- inside his brain yeah. i was even thinking about charak who was like why does he have that giant x on his scar like x scar on his forehead i was wondering was he someone that was abducted by aliens yeah i was like, also
2: thinking like is he also an amputee because it's just like man that's just like so it's almost seems like obvious you know what i mean like you introduce the main character he's got like a scar on the on the head and then we find out that he you know was abducted and, and had that shit implanted and now he's got you know those powers or whatever and then shiraku just already has a scar too but like they went out of their way to show that he specifically uses like external technology but that doesn't mean yeah. that he doesn't that he isn't also an an, an implantee, you yeah. know yeah i mean so especially like and... someone in his position to be like as high up in the ranks as he is i could totally see him being an implantee and also just being really well versed with the tech too
3: I mean his looks more like a like a
2: like a scar like he like got a hit a battle scar yeah like he got hit by something. like a surgery scar mm-hmm. cuz mm-hmm. like
3: Tatsumi's really does look like it's stitched up it's a surgery scar yeah. it was an incision it was clean like Shiraku's looks like it was some Yeah, his yeah battle yeah. type shit shit. That's a really like a good robotic robotic point claw. too. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's a really good point too. Like there is a big difference in their scars. Um Tatsumi's does definitely look a lot more surgical and Shiraku's does look a lot more like he got hit by something. Yeah, absolutely. But you never no, know. Like true. maybe maybe the surgeon was trash or something when they hit Shiraku with his like fucking extraction. alien
4: surgeon.
2: Yeah, maybe he was a quack. <laughs>
4: <laughs> like maybe it's more focused on extraction or something. Yeah, um... I, I feel like the series itself kind of explore. I like the idea of like the underdog. So like I like the fact that like the Earth is basically the ass end of the universe, and like it's basically like the frontier, the wild west. Yeah, it's you know, it's a smaller country so that the you know intergalactic community at large doesn't really care what happens to earth they're like yeah we got a basic laws here we go but like we're not gonna like invest in like you know resources to like make sure those laws are enforced it's just it's it's you know it's like how the u.s opens embassies everywhere but doesn't like really you know right Huh? You know? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, for what? sure. I'm serious. No,
2: no, that's that. He's spitting. He's spitting. That's facts.
4: For sure. <laughs> it's like <laughs> we're here to send you, send you bulletins <laughs> yeah. and other under other missives. We're, we're really, you know, we're just there to process things, right? How, right. Um,
3: how topical that we're going project politics on the show I mean, okay is, i mean a <laughs> like you know I mean, like this, this is a this series is ongoing thing yeah like, this is an ongoing thing and like, aliens, like a lot of
4: embassies they're... and stuff function like that in a lot yeah. of countries yeah, yeah. That, was, um, that was just a reference to the void century
2: oh sure yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah um Oh, no. oh man i had a thought too and I but think it I, I makes I me
4: feel like it. um a little bit like a wild west vibe you know yeah. what i mean where it's yeah. like they're out in the boonies you know law enforcement reinforcements are far and few between we don't have the manpower we don't have the guns to get all these bandits and all these aliens and stuff like you know yeah. that are just kind of doing their own thing you know abducting people stealing cows hard wrestling it's very you know yeah. there's a lot of overlap in there well you wow. would obviously
3: have that underground that black market where it's like yeah this dude we see this dude like yeah dude no i just gotta make my quota g like please just yeah. let me you know what i'm saying it's fine so yeah. we get a couple more g i just yeah. need to get five by tomorrow I bro or need... they gonna be on my heels bro one more flip please they gonna kill me g yeah. come on just I, try to feed my family bro
2: i actually think that one of the aliens is like <laughs> i think that i think that was what the alien in chapter two was literally saying That is what,
3: yeah, that's what he was saying. Yeah, yeah, the the guy that we get, yeah, yeah, like, and that was like
2: a really cool, you know, kind of like glimpse into the intergalactic politics situation for the series. And we know that if they if they're talking about it this early, that it's going to be a major thing much later, and that's really exciting because I feel like Aliens Area is scratching the itch from like Samurai Eight that we never got before it was Mm asked. Where I was like, yeah, we're going to be space fair, we're going to be going from planet to planet, we're going to be in different solar systems, talking to you know all kinds of like diplomatic you know interstellar um political shit you know what i mean and then it got axed and i'm like oh damn like I, I was really waiting for that and then aliens area comes out and it's like they're jumping into that shit pedal to the metal right away and it's like oh, okay okay mm-hmm. this is what we this is what we really needed right here bro we get men like. in
3: black mixed yeah. with elusive samurai mixed with samurai eight mixed, oh, type different. shit
4: yeah it feels I really good should yeah Mm -hmm. i really like the fact that they're really jumping into the politics thing they're like hey we have no time to waste let's let's build up interest we can't tease it like let's just go into the meat of it and then we'll build and maintain interest from there right i i appreciate the idea of like a hot start with a series yeah um it's a classic combo for characters and stuff you know like young but like soft-hearted and then like capable but enigmatic you know there's like yeah. you know that buddy buddy thing for the men in black you know the rookie and the veteran. oh yeah uh will like, smith and yeah, tommy lee jones yeah. yeah it's like
2: literally perfect in that way that's fucking hilarious yeah,
4: it, it, it's it's very much like one that has a lot of tropes but like yeah. i don't think that's wrong or bad because at, at some all. point, like yeah you can only you can't reinvent the wheel you know what i mean every like, time wheel, at it least. works you can't you know, reinvent you can't reinvent the wheel if it works you, you can yeah, add yeah. some spinners but and, you can't reinvent the wheel
2: and it's like even if they are trying to reinvent the wheel in some ways it's like even if it's like a little bit more tropey you know in other areas it's like you can't reinvent the wheel at every you know point you know what i mean like there are just mm-hmm. going to be times where you just lean into what's familiar and what's you know, it worked historically, and that's totally fine as long as you leave enough of a of a unique imprint on whatever it is that you are pulling from. You know what I mean? So Aliens area feels like we have nothing to worry about in that regard. Um Tatsumi mm-hmm. is already like like even though the dynamic between Tatsumi and, and and um and Shiraku is very similar to Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones in Men in Black, obviously, which is what they were going for. Tatsumi is already still like or is already Pretty different from Will Smith's character, like in Men in Black. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the oh, yeah. yeah, the way that he's like, you know, like just like the family situation with like him and his and his siblings and whatnot. I can't remember the last time, like like a Shonen main character, was you know at it least coming there. at least coming out of like Weekly Shonen Jump manga you know, was in the position of, like, you know, uh legal guardian, surrogate parent, you know, for siblings, you know what I mean? Like, a caretaker. A caretaker, yeah. Like, like that, that's usually something that you, like, find out later about a side character, and you're like, holy shit, that's awesome. Like, you know, Mitsuya in Tokyo Revengers. How long was it into Tokyo Revengers before we found out that he was basically the same situation and, like, was doing everything for the sake of his, you know, younger brother or sister or something like that, and then he didn't have any parents, and he was taking care of him and whatnot. That shit slapped super hard, over right. there in that moment you know what i mean but you give that to the main character in chapter one and he's just like automatically likable and relatable and i feel like that's yeah. really important for a new series in weekly shonen jump right now because it's so easy i want to say to to get miss to, to to get axed but and and maybe because you missed with your main character you were trying to do too much trying to be too safe with them made him too generic on accident or something but mm-hmm. like this feels really good to me yeah. feels great as a main character from the beginning yeah,
3: yeah, I definitely like what we're seeing from his character so far as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I his motivations to take care of his little brother and sister—you know, send him to college, keep them together—so wholesome. Love to see it. Um, not quite the same, but big FMA vibes for me. You know, just sibling shit. Oh for yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, can't wait to get more wholesome moments from uh, Taro, Sachi, and of course the best girl Paiyun.
4: You know what I'm oh. saying? Oh. Shark Princess? Yes! Yeah! Yes.
5: Yes. Yes. Oh,
4: man. So, the thing I like about Tatsumi is that they went with, like, a less-is-more kind of approach to it. So, instead of, like, like Demon Slayer's Taiyo, where, like, oh, hey, my entire family is killed. I need to protect this one last remnant of my family. it They they just literally said, hey, <coughs> why would a character even want to do this? Right? Like, why would they want to risk their lives for? And it's like, well you could potentially, you know, become a test subject, all this stuff, but, like, we will make sure that your family's taken care of. And he's like, you know what? I was working a bunch of, like, part-time jobs doing, you know, whatever, and trying to, like, figure out stuff, so, like, why not?
2: Yeah. That was something that I really liked about it, too, was that they spent a lot of time to, like, make sure that Tatsumi was, like, comfortable in his new living situation after they recruited him, right? Because, like, mm -hmm. I feel like it would be very easy you know, for you to add, like, a super shady element to this organization, where it's like, you're an implantee, you have a lot of potential, we could use you over here, fuck the family bullshit, let's just get you to work right now, get you, you know, experimented on, get you, you know, in the field, you're our soldier now, and, like, that works, you know what I mean, but I'm glad that they didn't do it that way, you know what I mean, because there's enough mystery, you know, tied to the organization and Shiraku in general, just, like, already, you know what I mean, you Mm -hmm. don't need to add that, are they a good good guy, are they a bad guy, like, does this dude kind of suck you know what i mean like kind of like vibe yeah you don't they don't they they clearly didn't need it and they didn't lean into that it feels very wholesome in regard to like how they see tatsumi despite being a very clandestine you know well-established secret organization you know what i mean so i'm glad that they didn't add the the shady dynamic as well
4: i sort of view it as it lends to the idea of like moral authority Mm -hmm. where they're just like hey we are the people that are in charge of enforcing the rules and therefore should be held to like a higher standard of behavior because we have the tools and ability to cause harm, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think that like them being very clean and on the up and up helped lends to the idea of like being sheriff to like the the wild the wild west that is, you know, the quadrant of aliens area.
2: Yeah. Hell yeah.
4: Hell yeah. I like the tools a lot. Like, honestly, that's probably my favorite part because...
5: Yeah.
4: We've... Some of the series, we talk about it and... Like, a rock can be a tool to kill, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Anything can be a tool to kill. Sometimes, the ability to kill something is really easy, right? Yeah. Because, like, if... If you take, like, page... Like, not page six, but, like, chapter six, right? Yeah. Where they have uh, Nino Tachi. Um, that's a beam weapon, right? Like, a lightsaber... People have talked about lightsabers being, like, crazy and unethical, right? Because, like, it keeps someone alive, even though it inflicts horrible, shock-inducing pain by cauterizing the wound instantly. Yeah. Like, is that actually a merciful? No. Just, just blow up your... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just melt yeah. um but like i i like the fact that they could like that like <laughs> no. shiraku's main thing is basically just a club right yeah he has his tool is the gravity manipulation but and that's just one tool i think that's, yeah like, we will we
3: he
2: has three he confirmed
3: They that. said
4: they said that every agent should have three
2: right yeah um And I'm really interested to see exactly like what that means. Like, why is it just three? You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they introduced a limit to the amount of tech that, you know, um, any character will usually have on them. You know what I mean? Because you don't want it to become a situation where, you know, the subversions in combat come from, oh, you didn't know I had this piece of tech, like, infinitely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want them to... Con- ad just con- nauseum. Yeah, ad nauseum, just to continually, continuously pull new things out of their Felix the Cat bag, like, in combat. Like, you didn't know I had the light speed technology. You didn't know that I had the Black Hole technology. You know what I mean? Like, I definitely don't want it to just be, like, infinitely, you know, used in that way, because then it's going to feel like... I'm not even gonna say what it's going to feel like, but it's just not going to like feel it's not it's not going to feel good if that's the dynamic in, you know, the combat system. So it's cool that they're going out of their way very early in the in the series to say, yes, this technology is broken, but you usually only get three of them. And if they up and if they, you know, later on upgrade that to four or five, that could be cool. But as long as it's not just ha 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 ha, big bag of tricks like constantly having exactly what you need in any moment because it's sci-fi technology then like i appreciate that but i really want to know the reason why every person has three is it because it it takes too much of a toll on a human body to use that much alien technology for one reason or another or is that just like a carrying capacity thing or yeah like it's yeah
3: it it must either has to do like you said carrying capacity maybe there's a storage deck maximum Maybe it's like a physical toll on the body, like you said. Maybe it's like a power output thing because we're getting the charging aspect. Like they have to, they you know they can only use each tech a certain number of times before they have to recharge that tech.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I
3: don't know if each tech has an individual cooldown time or if it's just across the board. You know, if you if you run out of power, you got to recharge your shit before you can use any of your tech. Right. All that is a factor. I feel like. Yeah. As, as far as why we only get three you know i feel I feel like we'll learn it you know yeah sooner rather than later it feels like they're trying to offload a lot of this power system shit early
2: yeah um but it doesn't feel too dense like it doesn't feel like they're giving us too much like too quickly like they're peppering it in at a very good pace you know what i mean they're, they're giving yeah. us the information that we want but they're not giving us everything that we want right away so i, I think that this dude's knows exactly what he's trying to do and is very confident about it and, and you can feel it in the in the chapters that we have so far and that's really exciting
4: yeah yeah i just hope that they have like a tight keep a tight rein on it right yeah. because some series that we've seen series like really cool early concepts and then they kind of power scale out of control right and they're just like i've 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 written myself into a, a corner yeah and now now it feels like an ass pull every time yeah um you look at but, Samurai
2: 8 and it's like they fucking split a moon in half in like chapter 3 and it's like oh my yeah. god, okay. Wait and a minute, I mean, relax!
4: <laughs> all these people. Turns out the moon is made out of cheese and it's very soft. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only explanation for why these guys have the cut nav. Oh, duh. But I think that "I less is more is definitely gonna be kind of the mantra in this series because like I think, like, my personal theory for why there's only three items is because if they have any more, people with, like, tech that is on the lookout for, like, alien technology would be like, oh, I can see a dense cluster of alien tech. Yeah. And, like, a, like, pitting on, like, ambient radar or something like that, right? Right, right. Because this mm. guy's an assassin. He's... Presumably, got like one to two, maybe three items, and it's like I think that three items is literally just a stealth thing, right?
2: Mm. That makes sense for like, an assassin, yeah.
4: Yeah, or like any yeah. criminals, right? Because yeah. like, like people have police scanners, so like, why wouldn't aliens have, uh, you know, things that like pick up high, um, tech battery signatures? Yeah, or yeah. Like, yeah dense things like oh i can sense enough 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 power to power a ship i need to get out of here you know right
2: right yeah and and just like one more point on like why it's so cool that we got like a three piece of equipment limit like right away is because it Mm. lets you know that nabafusai probably has you know the plan to go deeper into his into his power system like rather than wider you know what i'm saying like if you um you, uh, if you know about like Brandon Sanderson or whatever, he always says that it's it's mm-hmm. it's it's always going to be better, you know, for your audience if you're building a world and you don't go crazy with the concepts. You know what I mean? Like if you take, you know, a couple of things and you explore them deeply, that's always going to be better for the audience than having, you know, this wide sprawling list of things explored lightly or shallowly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's 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 just going to feel better. It's going to make it feel like more real. Like the world is 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 actually you know living and breathing and whatnot because if it's just like okay concept over here concept over there and all of a sudden you don't know what to do with all the concepts that you have and none of them are really explored too deeply it's going to feel like really shallow you know what i mean and when you have a three equip piece of equipment limit then that lets me know that as the stakes raise and the the fights get more complex and the villains get bigger and badder we're going to see nabafusai you know getting really creative with the applications of that three equipment limit it's like in what order you use them is that going to be effective in in combat you know what i mean like in what ways do one does one you know affect the other like can you can you make them you know reliant on each other in some kind of way as far as your like fighting style and dynamic goes rather than just i got a new thing i got another new thing here's a fourth fifth new thing yeah I How think the you
3: potential synergize? for a diversity within the tech is like, like I said,
5: deep, yeah. deep.
3: Because I mean, we get a couple even like tech types, low key, peppered in here in this newest chapter. Yeah. You know, um, Shiraku says that this dude is using a directional optical weapon. Yep, and a shape memory optical weapon. Yeah, so. Are there different types of sensory-specific weapons, like optical, audio, um, like... Tactile? That attack different senses? And then, like, outside of the sensory weapons, like, we see the, the gravity. That's not a sensory weapon. So, like, that's a a concept of physics and yeah, a, like force of physics. Of a force of
2: nature manipulation of nature. Yes. I'm saying so
3: utility.
5: Yeah.
2: I
3: feel like, and then there's gotta be defensive ones as well. Like I feel like the potential for a diversity within this, this tech is fucking so, yeah, so deep. Right. You know? Yeah. And uh yeah, I feel like we're getting it peppered in now, but I feel like Shiraku, you know, like I feel like it's going to be a little sooner rather than later that we, that we at least get like the surface level dump.
2: Yeah, You know? Yeah.
3: Um, And then later on, obviously there'll be, you know, deeper nuances to the power system probably that get shown later
2: on, but. Yeah, I'm really excited to see like, if there's like, you know, a certain kind of like boost that you get to your fighting style if you use your equipment in a certain order or if you can combine them all together for, like, you know, a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers super weapon at the end of the episode to, (laughs) you know, shoot the bad guy and make them go into the big form before Rita Repulsa grows them and shit like that, you know, when they're like, all of our powers combined, like the big crossbow blade axe gun, you know what I mean? Like, I wonder if we're going to see cool combinations of the three pieces of equipment, you know, that people get. I think that that's kind of obvious, you know what I mean? But, like, either way, like, there's just, like like you were saying, there's just so much you know, depth that can come from, you know, a, a very simple hard limit of three. You know what I mean? Like three three things can be combined in a in a in a lot of different ways to to have like different effects if that's where they're going. And I really want to see if that's where they go.
3: I'm trying to mm. see the uh I'm trying to see the shape memory optical fucking bow. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker sniping out here with the motherfucking Katniss Everdeen.
2: Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> so I, the thing that we I noticed in, like, Chapter 6, where Shiraku is just like, hey, Neotachi, keep track of his equipment. Figure out how he operates it and how he's using it to understand their base functions. I think that once they defeat the assassin, they're going to add that stuff, his equipment, to the arsenal. Maybe not right away. They might have to take time to study it, but I think they're yeah, definitely going to add it. Mm-hmm. Or like, or just like, jacket off him, right? Like, because he's like, if they, just, he's either gonna kill them or they're gonna beat him, right? Right, so, right. Um, well, yeah, I like mean, they you know, loot his stuff, um, and I want to see like Tatsumi use this thing, and then also like the extendable arms and like pocket mirrors, right? I want to see him like whip out pocket mirrors and then do like strange cuts and like bounce the light and, like, bend the lightsaber at weird angles to, like, cause, like, a sweeping cuts. Yes. That's what I'm looking forward to, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see more of Tatsumi's arm. You know what I mean? Like, we've already seen it yeah. with the, you know, the, the pistol, Gomu Gomu no pistol and shit. We've seen that. Mm-hmm. And then in the other one, it did get, like, a little bit more jagged and a little bit more crazy looking. But, like, I'm expecting just full range malleability inside of like the body horror of the arm like i want to see that shit Mm -hmm. get like big and thick and be a shield you know what i'm saying i want to see that shit like do everything that we expect it you know to do
3: (laughs) i feel like the the, the potential fight for diversity on that side of the power system is also very very fucking deep because yeah i feel like that arm that arm is just like adaptability
2: yeah, almost. yeah. The yeah. versatility is going to be off the charts for that, and I want to see
3: other implantees right away. Well, you wonder why? Like, obviously, you know, they're rare. You can pretty oh, safely yeah. assume, being that he's the main character, you know, that his, uh, his implant specifically is probably important, yeah. right? Or, or yeah. maybe on, you know, of a di- I don't want to say on a different level, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. of its own echelon, maybe I can right. say, you right. know. Like the aliens wanted it back specifically when it's yeah. like you put this bitch in me. Why? wow what, what, What's up now? You yeah. want it back? Like you?
5: I yeah. Don't know. Yeah.
3: Obviously, they deemed it you know worthy enough to like pull back out of them. So yeah, that's just that's just MC esque you know vibes. Like his 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 implant's probably a specifically special one you know yeah.
2: mm-hmm.
3: that we'll see a lot of like diverse abilities from. And like I said, I think it's almost. The ability to just adapt to any situation almost.
2: Yeah, and that's going to be fucking sick.
3: Because, like, we see it, you know, in the situation where he needs that couple extra feet, now it stretches like rubber. Yep. And in the situation against um... I can't... This, this lady's name...
2: Inotachi, Fujiko. Fujiko. In the
3: situation against Fujiko where she's using her speed to, to, to flex on him, the arm turns into this situation where it's like hard impossible to break out of and like has many many arms coming out of it like okay you try and escape this shit it's like a net almost Yeah. so yeah, it yeah. like it almost adapts to just whatever given situation he's in
2: right and then um, depending on like how his like flight or fight response kind of reacts to the situation the arm you know has a new function you know what i mean yeah. which is going to be like really cool for the beginning while he's still you know, kind of trying to learn how to control it and hone in on exactly, like, what shapes and forms the arm will take, letting mm-hmm. it kind of be, like, a fight-or-flight thing to give us, you know, different versions of it early is, is, is a really good, really good uh, situation. Yeah. Um, and I love the dynamic between Shiraku and Tatsumi, like, already, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm looking at page 18 in the newest chapter right now where you got, you know, um, what is it, Nino Tachi, the... the uh... Assassin... Oh oh yeah, yeah that's the assassin. Um
4: I don't think what's, is that what, his what's, name or was that just his weapon?
2: I, I can't. Nino Tachi
4: the twin blade was the name of the assassin.
2: Yep, Nino Tachi the twin blade, but that's not okay, the name okay. of the of the little shark princess girl. Um
4: oh that's Payun.
2: Paiyun, Payun, yeah, yeah, So like on page eighteen, Paiyun is like having like a fucking like panic attack, like scared as shit, like crying like giant fucking crocodile tears like all over the top of you know of yeah. Tatsumi's head. And, you know, he looks, like, legitimately, like, stressed and worried, like, I need to protect this girl. This girl means everything right now. And him and Shiraku are kind of, like, you know, their wills are, like, already, like, kind of, like, aligned. Like, they're on the same playing field you know like mentally like already like inside of their relationship and their dynamic there's already like unspoken like you know shit going on where she's crying on top of him shiraku's back is to the camera but you could tell that he feels the same way that tatsumi feels and he's like watch the girl and he's like you got this like that's it well, not good dialogue
3: on page 17 on that bottom left panel just to just to lend to what you're saying like you see shiraku kind of like as she right you know, he's uh tatsumi's like what a creep and then fucking that whole sequence where she crawls up on top of his head as he comforts her you know shiraku kind of like looks back and sees that resolve in in tatsumi's yes. eyes there in that bottom left panel so yes. like, he's definitely with it he's yeah. with the shits
2: yeah and and he what said i said yeah and
3: then he's the one that said watch the girl we finish in this motherfucker and yeah, that's thinking, what i said at first he said gonna arrest this you know i was just, like i said i'm dovetailing oh, to, like, oh sure dance, sure 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 i feel like now it's body bags like yeah, at first he's like I'm oh arresting yeah. this motherfucker. he's like nah now nah, it's toe tags motherfucker you yeah. even here in a sack
2: yeah for sure and, <laughs> and 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 it's just great how like differently it's represented for both personalities you know what i mean like tatsumi is you know night like um he's he's a greenhorn obviously in this entire situation and you can tell that that's stressing him out just how little he understands but, how intensely he feels about the situation, nonetheless, you know what I mean, and Shiraku has all of this you know experience and and all of this yeah, yes. confidence related to his experience, and then on the opposite end, Tatsumi is naive, compassionate, but determined, you know what I mean, and you could tell that he is already kind of like. getting into his rhythm when it comes to to this job like he doesn't have like the very early you know shonen main character naivety that like creates you know worried anxiety kind of like feeling where he's like oh my god this is too much for me i'm like too new to this and and everything is like overwhelming and this is so crazy like you don't really get that from tatsumi because he's used to You know kind of having to fight through that yeah like he's used to having to like fight through those feelings for the sake of his siblings you know what i mean so you Mm -hmm. put him in this situation where small a small child you know very reminiscent to his young siblings is looking to him for comfort and he's like okay i'm in this entirely new situation and this shit is like a lot and i'm very new to it and this is crazy but like i got to keep it together for the sake of the person that i'm protecting and you can see this all communicated through you know um just facial expressions in the art. And like very um, short, succinct, to the point, you know, dialogue that just communicates everything it needs to without saying too much. You know what I mean? Watch the girl. You got this. What a creep! Like, th- like we're not getting a whole lot of introspective, you know, intro, uh, introspective, like, you know, um, internal thinking, like dialogue bubbles from, you know, uh, Tatsumi That's like just run-on words about how he feels about the situation. It's just very short and impactful. You know, it gives you just what you need the scene and it doesn't like kind of like try to overload you with the thoughts and feelings of the main character because a lot of that is communicated just visually which is really well done by navafusai in my opinion
4: mm-hmm yeah there's okay there's a kind of like telling like moment in chapter six around uh page fourteen, fifteen. yeah um and they're talking about like their planet's already a colony and they know that. Our mission is to end the world line, prevent any attempts at revenge. And it's just like, your world's been colonized, right? And then this is the last like, you know, native sovereign of that place and they're literally just gonna wipe them out. They're gonna commit, you know, regicide? I don't know how Yeah, it, like at least regicide, where it like yeah, kills yeah, off right. you know the the main leadership to like take over a planet for their resources. So right, like, right. we've had the bug guy <clears throat> talking about quotas, abducting people. They talk about how um, implantees and humans are useful, and I think Shiraku basically probably had was like part had part of his himself like like implanted and then maybe harvested later as it developed and that's why it looks vicious yeah like that kind of vicious car where it's like more extracted about it and they don't really care about whether he lives or dies yeah so he may have been an implantee at one point uh mm. i think that's just kind of why because like he has such a very like succinct way of speaking that i'm like there's got to be like i think there might be like a physiological reason right behind that. Unless it's just how the character is written. This is the first six chapters so we're just kind of like putting those feelers out there. Yeah.
2: And I love this situation in chapter six where you have this new threat that came in that's obviously, you know, like the first real um, altercation that we're getting. Because obviously the first alien that Shiraku flexed on was clearly a scrub. But even, even though he was a scrub he still had really cool dialogue in chapter two where he was kind of like making fun of Shiraku's level of tech. You know what I mean? Despite Shiraku clearly being the much better combatant than the alien, you know what I mean? It It lets us know that these aliens later on in the series are going to keep bringing in bigger and better technology, and our main squad is going to have to rely on, you know their wit and cleverness and just overall like ingenuity when it comes to the shared technology that the protagonists and the antagonists are going to be using. You know what I mean? It's such a low level chapter two bad guy that inevitably did get flexed on low difficulty by Shiraku is still going out of his way to kind of clown Shiraku for the level of, you know, tech that he has. That was like really exciting for me, but this situation here in chapter six where this assassin is coming in and he's on go, right away no games and you could tell he's cold you know what i mean like you'd think that this would be a moment where they you know let the the main character flex in some kind of like shonen main character moment like shiraku tussles with him for a little bit and then all of a sudden the prodigious talent of the main character has to come out with his you know unique situation inside of the implantee stuff comes in and you know kind of like and that could still happen you know by the end of this fight or whatever but it looks like you know they're just gonna let shiraku cook again you know what i mean and that feels like really good because you don't want to give the main character too much too early especially in a situation that's trying to set up this grandiose intergalactic situation where everybody has wildly more experience than the main character it's like you don't want to have him performing too well too early otherwise it's going to feel yeah. like you know, a little too campy, maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, the main character is gonna fucking yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: This dude is supposedly the best. You know, the, the best assassin in the galaxy.
2: Right. Yeah. You it's know, like you can't and, have. You can't. He's have. even
3: almost caught Shiraku a couple times. Like, there's been some close calls with the beam and shit.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Like on uh page seven of chapter six, you know. He yeah. He gets. You know, what I'm saying the hair singed a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm. God so yeah. Pretty close. Yeah, so you can't have you can't have Tatsumi handle this, you know what I mean? At least at least I think that that would be weird. You never know what's going to happen right. by the end of the conflict, you know what I mean? And nabafusai you know, will probably write the shit out of it no matter, like, what happens. Like, if they did want to go that route and have Shiraku do, you know, his best and basically, you know, do 75% of the fight and then Tatsumi comes in with his, you know, unique talent or whatever and, and, and finishes off the last 25% so that they can really establish the um, the capability and the usefulness of implantees in the overarching grand scheme of things they could definitely go that route but i would prefer if you know tatsumi is you know emotional rock for um Paiyun while shiraku just flexes again but this time against you know a wildly capable opponent instead of a scrub i think that i'd like that situation a lot more
4: yeah, yeah. i think i would as well i agree
2: yeah, yeah.
4: um do you think that Payun will temporarily be adopted with tatsu will be living with tatsumi because there are kids that would probably put them at ease while they are you know trying to d- d- determine whether or not um you know tachi's like shit talking has real credence or I could see that a- yeah.
2: yeah, I can definitely see that um I just thought about a situation where like Shiraku is, like, dead to rights in the next chapter, and then Paiyun just activates, and there's this, like, suddenly this crazy power that comes out of this tiny shark girl. Yeah, like, just on some... I don't even know, but, like, I'm just, like, picturing, like, like, what's the most least likely like most unpredictable situation that can come from this Paiyun like handles the assassin at the end of the at the end of the conflict you know what i mean like i don't know how that would look but like i just i'm just picturing like a oh no the chips are down what are we going to do and then Paiyun going into like a huge like crazy you know cosmic horror shark mode and just bites this dude in half or some shit like you killed my family oh, you know or something like that and then we just have like you know Paiyun in the back pocket like you know, for, like, really, like, niche, like, moments of conflict or whatever, and or maybe they build her up into, like, an actual combatant in some regard, like, later on down the series or something, but I just wanted to throw that out there just in case. Kisame but, you know, yeah, type it shit. Would,
4: it would be really interesting because, like, with Nyame the butler, they are built for an aquatic setting, so it makes sense that if they, you know, are in, like, an aquatic if they get like the terrain advantage they might be able to like i don't know transform unfold whatever uh, metamorphosize yeah um i think miami the butler's going to do the the heroic get down mr president kind of moment oh, where he's going to get chopped in yeah. half He's like please take care of the prince
0: Oh,
3: no. Nah, man. I want the butler around, bro. Nope. He's going to be a source
4: of of information. You got to get rid of him. Got to play up the mystery and be like, all right, we're part of the government. We got a few contacts. We're basically a dead end embassy job for the aliens' perspective. But you know what? We're going to follow the proper channels. We're going to get our information
2: yeah i can actually like as much as i obviously wouldn't want the butler to die and eagle in that in that regard but like from a storytelling perspective i do think that the butler is just a little bit too valuable in regards to like intergalactic politic exposition you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, what's stopping, you know, the next, if he does survive or something, what's stopping like the next couple of chapters from just being like a massive info dump in in relation to, you know, Pyun and, and her race and just like that area of the universe's politics and whatnot, you definitely want to like keep it as mysterious as you can for as long as you can while dangling, you know, plot threads and like leaving breadcrumbs for, you know, cathartic payoffs of this information later. So I can definitely see mm-hmm. that. I think that that would be a little macabre for um you know the the beginning of you know um uh, at least a show a weekly shonen jump series not to say that it can't happen because you got shit like chainsaw man and jujutsu kaisen and whatnot that you know i've been kind of like coming out in the He's last in the last little man. while where they're like not afraid to like take it there you know what i mean but at the same time i feel like that would be like such a good emotional gut punch to give early um you know just mm-hmm. to establish like just how real this shit can get. It's like as soon as you're emotionally attached to a certain character, that character can die. That would be a really good, um, you know, situation to create for the series to keep people on their toes, keep them biting them nails. So you never know. But I definitely don't want him to die.
4: <laughs> I, for the sake of part, yeah. Perish.
2: I feel like yeah. And you want to know what? It's like why hype up this you know intergalactic assassin to this point if you're not going to have him catch at least one body before he's taken out, you know what I mean? And like what body would that be? The octopus butler dude makes the most sense cuz obviously it's not going to be Shiraku or, you know, Paiyun or Tatsumi, you know what I mean? So it's like I don't want I don't want this cold-blooded world, you know, uh uh cosmically renowned, you know, assassin to like end up feeling like a dud who got no diff.
3: <laughs> well, you know, and it, ma- it does make sense because like yeah. he literally was talking shit like you're going to fight me and protect them.
5: Yeah. Ah! yeah so, and
3: then, but he hasn't even he hasn't even like rang no shots over at them you know what i'm saying like, right i think as a as a as an assassin scumbag who was talking shit like that he's gonna be firing shots at them while also fighting him right he hasn't rang no shots their way so exactly it does make sense that eventually he's gonna be like he thought now you thought this was just a 1v1 yeah ha, ha. and yeah. then the fucking he's like oh shit i can't get there And the butler's like
2: right eh. yeah and, you can, and I, you can already hear it in his dialogue. Like, their mother planet is already a colony, and they know that. Our mission is to end the royal line to prevent any attempts at revenge. So we already know that these motherfuckers will do anything and everything to accomplish their goals, regardless of how, like, detestable the actions are. You know what I mean? So I definitely wouldn't put it past them, especially as an assassin, to not eventually do some underhanded, shisty shit like that. You know what I mean? And I feel like we get this kind of dialogue a lot. Like, I was just reading Itzuwari Bito, and there was a situation where you know, a antagonist wiped out an entire village of people. And when they're like, why? They're like, because we don't want anyone, you know, coming on some Kill Bill shit, like trying to get revenge for their dead parents and shit. Like, nah, we're killing the whole fucking town because we don't need the stress or the worry of knowing that any of these people are going to devote their lives to coming back and fucking us up. You know what I mean? So it's like, if they're on some shit like that, they would definitely hold a hostage, shoot at a baby, you know, try to distract you in any kind of way to get the job done. So I feel like we will probably see what Mello brought up. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And something I can't wait for, man. Like just a shout out to the art in this in this series is like more of these pissed alien panels, bro.
2: Yeah, dude, wait, 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 where is it? Where is it? On page four. On page yeah, four, four with the fucking steam, the steam and the and veins. veins. Oh, like, no, no, okay.
4: Back those holes?
2: Yeah, I saw that and I was like, that's the thumbnail. <laughs> i was like right away i was like that's the thumbnail for the episode it communicates so much dude and i love characters with like gambit eyes with like Ooh. the black corneas and the white pupils and shit like i love is that the anatomy of the eye anyway Sclera? Yeah. yeah yeah there you go yeah, yeah yeah like just like that gambit like eye effect like always is like i love this character the iris Yeah, is the,
5: is
3: the colored part right uh well the
2: white, the pupil... the white iris Sclera. yeah the pupil I thought the pupil was... Oh, wait, no, I think the pupil is the black dot. The
3: pupil is the black part in the middle, the iris is the colored part, and I'm not sure what the outer part that's normally white is called.
2: Yeah, 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 something, whatever. Y'all know what we're talking about. Anyway. (laughs) But yeah, that page turn was insane. He was just, like, pissed and determined and ready to fuck somebody up. Like, you fucking pinched Mm -hmm. a nerve. Like, you got under this dude's skin, and he's going to make you pay for it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, no, because, I mean, yeah, no, he was just talking that good shit. He was talking sarcastic as fuck, like, oh, I'm ignorant. I don't know shit. He, do, he really don't know shit, but he about to learn some shit from you because I'm yeah. going to whip that ass. Yes. And uh, Which is why I'm I'm curious to see how things develop with Mello's theory, only because um, I feel like that certain times he does speak in a succinct manner, but at other times he speaks in, like, a really roundabout manner and a, a, even sarcastic at times. Like, yeah. He was talking to on page uh, nine. Yeah. He was tell, you know, trying to he was speaking kind of in a roundabout manner to Tatsumi about the gear. He's like, Oh, you should know the enemy's gear. For example, each person has three. He has a tube like device, right? He's like, So what's that mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He uses that with optical equipment. So and the device of, is a clue to the equipment. Yeah, he's trying to kind of lead him to the conclusion himself, speaking yeah. in a roundabout manner, you know. right. So.
2: Yeah, leaving I'm a lot of shit up to, to like suffering. If he is like
3: an ex implantee that, that got his implant taken out, or if he just received the battle the scar in battle or what, what the story is. Yeah,
2: Shiraku's super tight. He feels like a perfect combination of like Senku and Dr. Zeno from mm. Doctor Stone. You know what I mean? Like he just feels like you know he's got that like Senku kind of personality in like the way that he speaks and like his like visual mannerisms. You know what I mean? But then he also has, like, the position of Dr. Zeno as far as, like, experience and, like, life, lifetime in the the, the organization kind of, like, aspect and whatnot. So it just feels really good in that way to me. Especially, yeah. like, with Dr. Stone ending, like, recently or whatever. I'm like, oh, no, I miss my people. And it's like, oh, I kind of feel them in this. <laughs> Hell, yeah. 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 Um, I don't know if I had anything else for Aliens area, though, for this episode.
4: No, I think that's... About how the fight will end?
2: Oh, um, I mean, I already figured out. I think
3: Shiraku, you know, I think Shiraku beats him. But I do, I I am kind of leaning more towards maybe the octopus guy taking an L here in the fight. Like, I don't know.
2: Yeah, because it's like you want to... Yeah, I mean, we already, we already you guys do make good
3: about arguments it. about, you know, him being a, a huge source of information as far as like exposition on how things work in terms of the grand scheme of the story. Yeah. That we shouldn't necessarily be getting so early. Right. And, you know, it, it makes sense in terms of the assassin being here, using the people that he's trying to protect as like collateral damage, you know, to, right. to, to fuck with him in the fight. Yeah. He hasn't done any of that yet. So yeah. it makes sense that he's going to. And it, it, w- it would make perfect sense for the, the octopus to kind of go down in a sacrificial moment, you know, and say, like, ah, make sure she's safe type shit. Like, ah. Yeah.
2: yeah. As far mm-hmm. as predictions go, I don't know. We could talk about, like, what we think um... – Chiraku's new tech is, or the, the rest of his like tech kit is going to be, right? Because it's like, he's already using gravity. one tech so far. Yeah, we, we've only really seen him use like one kind of technology and that's for gravity. So like, that's like his movement ability clearly is like he, you know, ups the gravity or lowers the gravity. I think he's really just lowering the gravity so far. Who knows if mm-hmm. we'll see him like up the gravity in some kind of way. Maybe that's a completely different piece of tech that you well, know, yeah. increases I- gravity you could have a sit- think so yeah you
5: because, could have, you um... could
2: you could have a situation where it's like if this thing is you know a locked on laser beam that tracks you it's like how do you defend against that in a way that kind of like makes sense for the world it's like he could up the gravity to like near black hole levels like maybe not like create a black hole like in the room obviously cuz that would fuck everybody up but like enough of a black hole effect to where the light can't escape from that point so, like, it's going to be trying to chase Shiraku, but gets, like, attracted to the, like, intense gravity point from his technology that, like, emulates a, a black hole to some degree. You know what I mean? And that could be a way to kind of, like, dodge mm-hmm. the homing, you know, aspect of, of, of Nino Tachi's tech, uh, technology. But okay, other than that... I was that, just yeah. actually
3: thinking that. That's funny that you said that because, like, I was thinking maybe to counter his light... And to further lend to like the kind of spatial, primordial, um, force of nature, power, power. You know, we we could continue that power scheme inside of Shiraku with him getting like a black hole thing to counter the light. But black hole is
2: just so broken, like, that's too much too early.
3: (laughs) This dude is like, this dude's like Gojo low key of
4: the series.
5: Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
4: Um, let's see. It reminds me of, uh, I'm thinking of something like Mirage from Apex Legends, right? Where he can like turn invisible or he can like create like a holographic double
5: Ooh. and then like
4: kind of temporarily be cloaked because I could imagine him using the te- like hologram temporary cloaking, turn off the gravity, use that to push off the ground, get behind him, turn the gravity back on, and then the marker shoots the real one. Yeah. While Ninotachi's like distracted by the fake hologram. And
2: just so happens to be in the way of the yeah. homing to the real Shiraku. And yeah. then
4: so That how... be tight! I'm not going to hold you! Wait a minute! And then, if, and then if you don't use technology, you could do something like the idea of um, he waits for the attack and then activates gravity or deactivates gravity to, to rise or suddenly lower past the shot. And then have it, like, shoot past him. I don't mm. know. That's one of the things I was
2: thinking about. Yeah, I like I that.
4: Know. Oh. I don't know.
3: And as far as what you said, Knox, about the gravity control, I do personally think that he can only lower gravity.
2: Yeah, with this specific piece I of break tech. It to
3: zero because in Chapter 2 and when the tech is introduced, it's uh, Equipment 1, Gravity Field Control 0G is what it says in the name of the tech. It's on page 15. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Equipment 1 Gravity Field Control Zero G release. And then he says specifically Zero Gravity. Yeah. I could be wrong. He could have full gravity control, but it seems to me, based on the title of the tech, the yeah. name of the tech, that it's zero gravity control
2: yeah and you know at the end of the day you know it's it's fantasy obviously it's fiction so you could just say that like he controls gravity like in general you know like with one piece of technology it makes enough sense to say like gravity is this tech but also at the same time it's like it's a completely different situation to increase gravity than decrease it i want to say you know what i mean so it also makes sense for that to be two completely different pieces of technology at the same time so like they could really go either way with it and and it would probably be fine um, I think it feels better to um, to have that be two completely different things if that's the way that they're going to go with it. Lucky Landslots, asking
0: people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
6: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually.
0: Do I have to say? Yes, you do.
2: but yeah, I mean, I don't know, fuck, dude, if Shiraku's gonna be the Gojo of the series, like, obviously you have to tread lightly with that kind of thing, because you don't want the power situation to, like, get too crazy too fast. A lot of mangaka, you know, in, in recent times have been showing that they know what to do with wildly overpowered characters, you know what I mean? So you have, like, Gojo, you have Sinbad, you have, um, uh, fucking Escanor, you know what I mean? Like, all brilliantly handled, yeah. wildly OP characters in, like, the contemporary manga landscape, landscape. at least in the last, like, five to ten years. You know what i mean so like i'm not really worried in that regard if they are going to make shiraku wildly broken but like i'm sitting here thinking like man what if they give him like light speed tech <laughs> you know what i'm saying And it's like would they though since he already kind of has a movement ability from the zero gravity situation maybe that's like a one and done kind of thing so you have to leave it as a trump card one use you know for the whole fight you know what i mean and maybe that's just like your back pocket like i have to win pull out all the stops, light speed, then what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Kind of situation. I could see it maybe being something like that because like Black Hole seems like really, really broken too. You know what I mean? And I feel like Mm -hmm. Shiraku is going to be the character that has all of that wildly broken stuff since he is in that like mentor, higher up, you know, face of the organization kind of like role. You know what I mean? And then everybody else has like pretty broken things, but nothing really on like par with Shiraku. And then they have to use more like creativity and ingenuity you know what I mean, to make those, um, you know, smaller technologies feel on par, you know what I mean, but if you just want to give everything to fucking Shiraku, but then use him sparingly, I'm cool with that, too.
5: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm. Let him let him cook in the beginning, give him, like, two fights back-to-back, and then maybe Shiraku doesn't do anything for a while, you know what I mean, or something like that, you know?
4: There's yeah, something a couple, like, of, hey, a couple... man, I showed you the bits. I showed you the I showed you how to do the beat like yeah. you gotta show me your stuff right. and be like you know put him in like challenging but testing things like I'll save your ass but like you're probably gonna get a couple arms broken like yeah mm-hmm. yeah he's yeah. probably it's probably
3: gonna be like you know okay now now you've seen some things you know I showed you like you saw some high level combat now you passed your little test now I'm saying now you're a beat cop now you go out with with. Uh, <laughs> Now, now you with Fujiko, go out on this little fucko investigation or whatever you know what I'm saying yeah. so we'll probably get some some uh, some sh- some shit similar to uh, Jujutsu Kaisen obviously like in yeah. the in the beginning portions of that like shit popped off then we yeah. got uh, Yuji with Gojo shit fucking went crazy Yuki Tinkei, you're like oh, yeah, fucking yeah. and uh... and, then and then he kind of just kinda like kinda leads ran them down to them. into yeah. the fucking like you know the um. What's the what's the arc name when they when they go up against Toto and, and Squad?
2: Oh the uh, sister exchange festival. The sister or Exchange, yeah, yeah the yeah. festival. Cool. And
3: then, yeah, uh, some some actual with the students stuff instead of Gojo flexing, right?
2: Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that for sure. I could definitely see Shiraku doing a lot early and then taking a back seat to the side cast and Tatsumi, you know, for a considerable amount of time after that, before Shiraku has to come in again for, you know, whatever reason way later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that, like, the, like the potential is crazy in, in Aliens yeah. Area, and the execution so far feels very thorough, planned, and, and Nabofusai, you know, seems very confident on what he's, like, delivering to us. You know what I mean? So, like, I have nothing but praise and excitement for this series so far, and I'm so happy it's on the show. I'm
3: right mm-hmm. there with you. Oh, Pretty yeah. solid so far. Oh, yeah. But that's, okay. uh, that's about all I had, I think, for Aliens Area
2: this week. Yeah, I think I'm good too
3: all right well with that i think we can go ahead and jump right into chapter 78 of sakamoto days banished fire Man, fire ass chapter
2: so yes right away with the choreography too you got shishiba on some nut shit, bro he is so funny but so cool literally dodging automatic fire casually with a hammer while driving is just, like, so gangster. <laughs> and then you turn yeah, the page, nice. and he fucking grabs the dude with the end of the hammer, pulls him over to his car, rolls the window up on his shirt, and uses him as a human shield, and then bashes him into the enemy car that flies off into the distance to explode, while the dude is just ragdoll flapping with Toothpaste blood flying, <laughs> to- <laughs> Toothpaste tubes in... <laughs>
3: He was literally flapping after that, bro. I'm like,
2: damn. Bro. Yeah, you know, insane.
3: Man, Nagumo's cold with the multi-tool, bro, but this dude, Shishiba, like is literally using this hammer to its utmost fucking potential. Bro. Yes, yes. Uh,
5: my man, I forgot
2: to and, turn and off I my mean, AC.
3: Sorry about that, audience. <clears throat> no worries. Yeah. This type of like utilitarian combat is is. Par for the course, super par for the course in terms of, like, Sakamoto days, but I just love to see, you know, all the hilarious different shit he's pulling off with this fucking claw hammer. Yeah. Aside from, you know, what you would imagine as, ex- as its practical use, which is just, like, bassing, bashing someone's shit in, right? Right.
4: Like very Adoro, Yes, like, you're just it to deflect
3: bullets, fucking, hold he's shirt, hang them on the window, fucking yeah. all kinds of crazy
4: shit, bro. Yeah, I love insane. that versatility. This chapter really makes me think about how the current order doesn't really use weapons per se. Like, Nagumo has the multi-tool in this form. It's a, like a super-sized cardboard cutter. Osagiri, <laughs> she uses saws, she uses Chainsaws. She's using a fucking table saw. Yeah. At end of this chapter. Yeah. Like Shishiba, he uses a hammer, whereas like the enemies of the order are using weapons, right? Yeah. Like real heavy
2: duty hammers that the cheat codes get in Grand Theft Auto. Heavy duty ammunition, and they're just flexing with like
3: Bro, physical weapons. <laughs> it makes me up with the Sansetsukon, bro, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm.
2: what the fuck, Yeah, that was bro. fire, that was fire, was too. He without
3: the fucking Sansetsukon?
2: Yeah, the three-section oh. staff with the fucking, yeah. like, halibut on l- the end, yeah.
3: Yeah, I looked it up, and I guess Sansetsukon is the Japanese name for it, and then yep. Chinese, I don't know, is uh, Sanjiegun or something like that?
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
3: It's probably pronounced differently. I'm probably butchering it, but Sanjiegun or Sansetsukon
2: Yeah, yeah. name for
3: Three section staff That's most right. of the, i think the blades on the end is something imaginative for the manga because most of the pictures i found of this weapon did not have a blade on the end yeah. it seems impractical for its use like you would heighten the chance of injuring yourself by using it by you know fucking a billion fold but yeah mm-hmm. um in a manga it's it's way cooler yeah it's okay
2: right because we know that they're going to be adept enough to not have to worry about that like you'd literally you know, put Spinner's sword on the end of this thing, and he'd be fine.
3: Bro, he's fucking <laughs> praying Mantis that shit, bro. Yeah. Like, wow, Fucking, yo. Yeah. Mm.
2: I like the situation where we, like, kind of, like, deviate away from the main protagonist group that has a very clear, like, you know, moral compass pointing in the direction of don't kill anyone, but, like, mm-hmm. the side characters just be massacring people, what? you know, willy-nilly, and I feel like that's, like, really important in a story about assassination, literally, you know what I mean? So you have to be able to, like, switch the perspective to people who really just don't care about that kind of thing because that's where, you know, the tension and, you know, the the real, like, nitty-gritty vibe that you're supposed to get from an assassin manga can come from. So I'm glad that they regularly you know, kind of like switch back and forth. And even when Sakamoto and the crew are like in the scene, other people are still killing people and they're not like really going out of their way to save every single life because they know that they just can't. You know what I mean? So it's like we get enough of the, you know, Shonen don't kill anybody, you know, kind of morality that we're used to. But it's also, like, pretty utilitarian at the end of the day where it's like, hey, you can't save everybody. Let's do the best we can, you know. And, uh, you know, if people got to die, people got to die. You know, you got to break a couple eggs to make an omelet type shit.
3: Well, it was, like, Mm. one or two chapters ago. It was literally last chapter where this shit popped off. Uh, Shishiba's like, yo, like, don't get too flashy, bro. And he's like, don't worry, bro. I got to. I got a gold rank assassin license or or whatever he said class A class it whatever he fucking said. Yeah. Basically like bro, you know, doesn't matter what kind of collateral damage happens here like this shit going to get covered up. I got yeah. a license to kill, bro. We're chilling.
2: Yeah, we're chilling. We're chilling. And there's <laughs> just vibing, something, there's just something about like Yeah, there's just something about like the character, you know, um the kind of character where it's like ruthless killers doing like horrendous things but having like a very jovial or like childish personality while they're doing it so like nagumo like really is just like one of my favorite kind of characters in a story like this where someone can just casually lop some dude's head off with a smile and they're not necessarily a villain or an antagonist like you're used to that with like maniacal you know incorrigible villains that just like slaughter people willy-nilly they usually be laughing and shit while they're doing that but nagumo is like effectively a protagonist right so it's like yeah. you, you know, it's just cool that you can just get that kind of personality for that a person. Yeah, kind of yeah. just it's know, childish,
3: really, really just vibing. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Like I just like that that dynamic in in, Even any in story. combat. Like yeah.
3: we get these action panels of him clashing with um, what's what the fuck's this? Uh, Yatsu 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 y- Yodo
2: Samurai yeah, I yeah. thought
3: I was just struggling with that for a
2: second. It's all good.
3: Um, when he's kind of having his little exchange with Yotsumura, like, just the facial expressions we see from him are just, like, jovial. Like, like, like we were talking about, like, aloof. Like, he's not super serious. Like, mm-hmm. he's just like...
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And it works because, like, we get that opposite <laughs> personality right next to him with Shishiba. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it just, it just feels good all the way around. We have every single kind of personality that you can expect or every... Where we have every kind of personality that you can expect for a profession like this and then some you know what i mean like you got uh that that boiled guy that was just like you know an Dude. anomaly of you know personalities you know inside of series like these and then you know you have Leon on holiday yeah young, you have like the whole spectrum you know <laughs>
3: you got the young daddy, the Sundere with uh yeah. um god this girl's name's osaragi natalie osaragi yeah
2: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: The,
4: yeah. oh goth farm girl
2: yeah yes, Goth yes, farm yes. girl <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. dude
4: no she's crazy uh, saw yo yo bitch like wow yeah like, dude, yeah. she's yeah. using a table saw She, I love it where she stole a table saw I have no idea <laughs> uh,
2: and it's like it's not I, even plugged in a lot of the time like the fucking cord is like dangling <laughs> from it <laughs> it's like it doesn't matter like she can create all of the spin of that she, she needs saw. or all the momentum or like whatever like that shit is still jagged you know what I mean? It's going to do the damage it needs to whether it's turned on or not. And that's just like so cool. And going back to the choreography as soon as they encounter um, what's his name?
6: Yotsumura.
2: Yotsumura. As soon as they encounter this dude the speed of everything is so crazy they're just like, oh, there he is. And then like The rest of the double-page spread is him destroying the car, but then you turn the fucking page, and they're already outside of it, on go, coming into this fucking, like, car hanger thing that he's, like, standing in front of. Mm -hmm. Kicks the fucking car at him. Nagumo just, like, effortlessly, like, hops it like a fence and then pulls out his multi-tool. They fucking clash. Another fucking car comes at him. And, like, ever since Axel pointed it out when he was talking about, like, you know, choreography in, um... Uh, Sakamoto days being like very like, you know, uh inclusive of, you know, the environment and whatnot. It's like mm-hmm. I just can't like stop like noticing it. Obviously it's like right there in your face, but before he said something, I was just like, Oh my god, you're totally right. That is something that absolutely sets it apart, and it's in every single fight. <laughs> every so single cinematic. fight. Yeah.
4: It's so cinematic. I yeah. absolutely adore the way they utilize fights like <laughs> we had it during the school testing stuff, which is more like high low whereas this one is like in parallel um i loved fights like mad max fury road and stuff yes i grew up up on the old mad max movies too so i really enjoy kind of that like car chase cat and mouse kind of on the road high speed yeah high stakes kind of battle who was the original Um, mad max
2: mel gibson right
4: yeah yeah
2: yeah oh shit dude that dude's done everything back in the
5: day and Fucking Braveheart the bad and
4: guy yeah. from the first movie became, reprised the role of a more tan Joe in the original movie so Toe Cutter
2: oh tight
4: was a more tan Joe he got cast as the old man beautiful um, Oh, nice little nod yes. yeah
2: But yeah, even when it's not the environment, real quick, even when it's not the environment and they're just throwing hands, like, you know, in close proximity, like, that shit is not, it's not like the gimmick is, like, environmental, um, you know, usage of of the fighters. Like, when when there's no environment and they're just throwing hands, it's, like, very high-level martial arts at all times. Like, when you turn the page into 12 and shishiba's right there with the edge of the fucking hammer and he fucking blocks it in like the perfect way to block something with this weapon mm-hmm. as soon as i seen that i was like yeah this is dead serious this, but, like did, did yuto suzuki actually like train with one of these things or has he just seen that many fucking kung fu movies and and whatnot like you never know but it's just i just remember turning the page be like that is so perfect the, th- mm. the, the block behind the back with the three-sectional staff. It's like, you, you can't wait to see that panel whenever someone with a three sec- three-sectional staff is introduced in something. At least mm. I can't, but yeah. yeah.
4: I adore that. I also liked on page uh, four, where Nagumo just uses multi-tool to push the car steering wheel into like the pylons.
2: Uh, which page?
4: Page four. He j- He does a really simple thing. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. Arm and then just tilts the steering wheel, and I was like, I like that. This, yes. you know, the very light touches of like, you know what? I don't yeah. actually kill you very hard. Yeah,
2: and and it makes a lot of sense. You know what I mean? Because the car steering wheel is very sensitive. You know what I mean? Like you don't have you can make a very subtle move like that and have it cause like the exact kind of damage that it does. Mm-hmm. And that subtleness in the speed of the subtle movements like that having a big impact on the overarching fight is something that I feel like is like very like sakamoto you know what i mean like you see that like all the time yeah you know it's going to be something Um, that kind of like defines the the action in in later years when all kinds of analysis have been has been done for sakamoto days though people will come back to like that point
4: on page five the arriving at destination thing really Mm -hmm. made me chuckle when he crashed and then immediately and then immediately transitioning into yotsumura on six going on to like the double spread on eight and nine made me think of like having that initial like text of like arriving at destination yeah. then having like the giant truck full of cars pull up and like the idea of danger being right behind it made yeah. me think of like final destination
2: oh nice yeah yeah, yeah for it sure was, It was a
4: it was a weird like contextual sort of like stream for me but i was like you know what this this fits
2: yeah Hell yeah. And Yuto Suzuki is so good with these, like, you know, fucking page turn into new character threat and, like, just the eeriness and, like, the the tension that comes with turning the page and such a fucking, like, scary, you know, character design. Mm -hmm. And, like, knowing that that's, like, uh,
5: Leatherface?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't know what to think. I turned and it was just so scary right away. I was like, oh shit. It's kind of like when we first met Gaku, it's when we first met Mm -hmm. Takamura. The old man with the fucking EI jutsu. Like with, like all of those introductions have just been like, oh shit, who the fuck is chilling. that? In a chilling page turn exactly. And it's just like, dude, you've got that down. <laughs>
4: yeah. It it then, very much reminds me of um Have either of you watched the movies like Old Boy or like Gecky?
2: I've seen Old Boy for sure. That shit is fucking brilliant.
4: Uh check out Ichigeki, content warning. It's a lot. Okay. It's, a lot, it's an older movie, but if you watch Old Boy and you're like, "I could palette this," yeah, you can probably watch Ichigeki. It's it's a it's one of those like um gory, horny, Hotline Miami type stories. Sure. It's, it's one of those. It's but... one of
2: those like gratuitous like excessive gore, maybe. It, and came, like... out,
4: it came out in like the eighties or nineties or something like that in my mind i mean <laughs> yeah i could be completely wrong for yeah. the ones that are more uh you know familiar with foreign films please yeah. let us know in the comments for sure um but like the way they kind of like introduce yotsumura and like the way they do fights makes me think of those films right because yeah. like if you look at like yotsumura he kind of looks like um old boy without like the shaved with a shaved face yeah for sure wow Mm -hmm. drag old homeless man in a suit
2: yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah no tie
4: no tie
2: blazer not buttoned up fucking five o'clock shadow just dirty looking dude Mm -hmm. but with a suit yeah absolutely that's old boy as fuck
5: Mm -hmm. and I'm
2: pretty sure old boy beat you with a hammer too if I remember correctly yes he did yeah so it's like we got like all the pieces (laughs)
4: It's so many movies. Like, yeah. um, if you have ever seen Smoke and Aces, like any of the Smoking Aces, oh a lot dude, of these yeah, assassin versus assassin fights yeah. makes me think of that, and I'm Heck like, yeah. this is a healthy combo. This is a healthy combo. This is good soup. Oh yeah. What
2: were you gonna say, Eagle? Bruh. You were trying to jump in there.
4: I was just saying, like,
3: bro, the only dialogue we get from this man is fucking three active members of the order. That's too many and
5: he just bams. like
3: this dude pulls up scraps like a motherfucker and then just bounces and like the whole time he doesn't say shit like that's
2: that's insane yeah i love characters like that it's like you're so mysterious but you've said everything you need to in such a short amount of time you had your introduction your impact less is more you bounce and now we're like when's the next time we're gonna see that guy you know what i mean like right away
3: I mean, shit, I I imagine it has to do with kind of the past ties. Like, he knows that they know. You know what I'm saying? He's just like, it's on sight. It ain't even no words, bro. Right. And I guess to lend to that even further, I am like really curious to see why or to learn why Yotsumura was banished from the JAA. Like, I wonder if he committed some type of like unsanctioned killings or something to merit being banished or if it's like uh, the other side of that coin where it's like some underhanded kind of corruption Yeah. stinks kind of stinks of that. Honestly, to me, just a gut feeling. I don't really have any right. anything really to back that feeling up, but well, it just it, feels like,
2: yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, it's interesting that that we have, you know, a dynamic like this because it's like the first place that my mind went with this guy's like, is he working with slur or something? You know what I mean? Like former member of the order who was banished from the JAA sounds like someone who would fit right in with slurs team, but like he wasn't there when we got like you know the scene of slurs team you know what i mean so like and that doesn't necessarily mean that he's not a part of the team he could have just been away or something and they don't have to mention him you know what i mean if he is a part of the team or whatever but i think it would be a cooler situation if this was like an entirely new philosophy different you know angle of you know the party system you know what i mean involved and whatnot and it wasn't just sakamura or sakamoto team versus slur team but then you also got like whatever this dude's on introducing like a new element to make things that much more complicated and layered
7: mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino online
6: i was only playing for fun so winning was a dream come true chumba casino was
7: america's favorite free online social casino you too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Hey, Nissan, how do you get to the top?
2: Calculating. Proceed to 1959. Take a hard left in East Africa at the 71 Safari Rally. Veer right for 19 off-road championships in the Baja Desert. Proceed towards Moab take the trail to Hell's Revenge. Include
6: steep incline. Continue
1: for the next million miles. Um, where to first again? 60 years, millions of miles, and the capability to take you anywhere. This is the new Nissan.
2: Yeah. Because you also have Takamura, too, and it's like, what's up with that motherfucker? That's like a, a, a good example of what I'm talking about, too, right now. So the more, the merrier in that way, in my opinion. What were you saying, Mello?
4: Oh, I'm okay with having, like, this, like, fourth... Quadruciary, like, group appear, right? Because they're yeah. talking, it's like, yeah, no, these guys are a little fancy compared to Slur. Yeah. Uh, you know, per preferences. So I kind of want to see what that's all about. Um, like, I'm okay with having, you know, Sakamoto group, Slur group, order, former, in the form of Yotsumura, and like having a faction that is like, we're old school, but, you know, we just didn't fit the system. And so we exist, right? Because, like, those are, those are, like, the four options, right? Like, you have the order. You live within the system. You have Yotsumura, which is, like, you escape the system. You have Sakamoto, which is live outside of the system. And, like, the entire, you know, strata of what that entails. And then there's Slur, which is replace the system right like Mm -hmm. those are the multiple stances around like the current jaa jcc sort of hierarchy institutions Mm -hmm. and i'm really interested to see what that is i want to see what motivates these people i want to see what will drive them to attack the order yeah blatantly right away yeah because it's normally not stuff like money but, like, we have motivations for Slurp. We don't have motivations for this new group of, like, former Order
2: members. Right, right.
4: I
3: wonder, um, you think they would keep a Vanished member's name on the leaderboard of the top 10 greatest shooters? Because I'm wondering if this is uh, Sako or Seiko. Like, could this dude's name be Sako Yotsumura? Yotsumura? And he's the number five dude that we got in chapter 75. We 75, were kind of okay. On, uh, whose, whose name is this on the fifth spot
4: Oh, the list. I thought it was Heisuke.
2: Yeah. No,
3: that was number one.
2: Yeah, Heisuke was one. No yeah. name
3: given. Number five, we were speculating, like, is a name we don't know.
2: You said this was uh, chapter 75? Chapter 75,
3: page 11. Right after Sakamoto, you know, the teacher's, like, talking shit, like, yeah, you're a girl, you can't shoot.
2: Yep, yep. And then he pops off. Yeah.
3: The number five name is Sako. And
2: uh yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, No name given. That's Heisuke. Sakamoto two, Akao three, Nagumo four, Sako, five. Um yeah, maybe. Sako Yotsamura. Yeah, maybe. That'd be cool. It would be Um, a cool
3: little bit of foreshadowing to look back at like oh shit, this is the dude we we just seen.
2: Yeah, but he's also, like, doesn't seem like a shooter. I guess you don't necessarily need to be a shooter to be on this list, because, like, neither is Nagumo. I mean, but yeah, um,
3: Sakamoto is clearly a shooter, but he'll also whoop your ass with a pencil, so. Yeah, yeah straight up, yeah, you I don't think, saying? yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think that uh, <laughs> weapon of choice is, like, a very good, you know, metric to, to kind of, like, use for judging this situation in Chapter 75. So, yeah, it definitely could be Sako. Or, I mean, it definitely could be Yotsumura that is Sako, and I think that that would be cool. Um, do I yeah. think that that's what's going on? Not necessarily, but I'm ready to get my expectations shattered. We'll <laughs> yeah, we'll for sure. For I sure. just thought
3: back to it and I was like, Hmm, that'd be, that'd be cool. If, the, yeah. if we got that little, that little breadcrumb just ahead of time. Yeah. Like, yeah,
2: that would be, that'd be super tight
3: because we did pick up on it. And we we're like, who the fuck is this? And then all of a sudden we get this dude showing up with the motherfucking, uh, Sunset. What the fuck what was it? Sunset to come. Sunset Yeah. I was going to say Sunset Kai, but yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't know. But a lot of really cool things happening in Sakamoto Motor right now. Yeah, definitely.
3: Yeah. Um, I don't know if I really had anything else for this chapter though, to be honest. I think I'm good uh, too. Other than I guess what well, how the fuck is this dude's hat staying on? Because it's not even really a hat. It's like not even a bucket hat. It's literally just a fucking flap. It's of like a ball. fishing
4: cap. It's <laughs>
3: yeah. not even that, it's like not even a straw hat, it, like a rice Yeah, it hat doesn't
2: look like it has center, very much definition at all. Ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know
3: like it literally looks like a, i thought it was a mask on when he on his introductory page like right he's like hanging his head long like leather face bro like yeah you wearing a fucking mask over here? yeah and then it was like a little bucket hat type beat but
2: yeah not like, yeah it seems very flimsy
3: yeah <laughs> like, it's not about to stay on on the highway on an open ass truck
2: dude. that's just how cold dude is you know what i'm saying <laughs> that's just he how got, tight my man's is
3: got that ti tape be put put a little super glue around the brim of the hat so the
2: <laughs> oh man <laughs> um, i
3: yeah, remember I think thinking too i'm like
2: on. dude how is this hat staying on this man's head Bro, like,
3: he's like got it on like this and it's yeah. going
2: crazy it's like hanging from his ear perfectly he's just like about, <laughs> like the balance of a god like what is going on <laughs>
4: Uh, he's, got, he's got an Alice band with, a, Vel- with like a Velcro strip glued on top.
2: Yeah, something like that, yeah. They gotta <laughs> do a
3: billion takes in the video because he wants to rock his head, but it keeps falling off. But he's got like, yeah. like an aesthetic that it never falls off. Yeah, and like, the,
2: yeah, maintain the mystery. Oh, man. Or the illusion, rather, but. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm good on Sakamoto this week.
3: Or, or they just have him bob his head one
2: way. Yeah.
3: Hat flies off. They cut. You know what I'm saying? Having his head the other way, hat yeah. flies off, and then it is just looped that bitch. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right off. before it
2: flies off, just like perfect yeah. editing. Yeah, yeah. that would be funny as shit. All right, I'm sorry. That was, All right.
3: that was a little tangential, but anyways, yeah, that's right. it for Sakamoto this week. All righty. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and move right into chapter 137 of Mission Yozakura Family, uh, apology video.
2: Jesus Christ. Gondairo just keeps serving the Momo, the Momo shit, and it's always just so potent every time. And it's, like, never, it never feels redundant, you know what I mean? Like, he's acting, like, the same as he always has, but they always give us something extra on top of, like, what we've already seen that's familiar. Like, this fucking page turned into three. It's like, that's a new scary fucking Momo drawing.
3: (laughs) That panel of Momo... Saying he would kill the fucking organization on page three yeah. was mm-hmm. literally like spine chilling yeah. art. That yeah. oh. was so fucking good, it literally perfectly conveys the like absolute unhinged malice and insanity coming through every fiber of Momo's being in that moment. Yes. Right. Yes. And it like that was just so well done by Gondara. I can't even. I can't even just appreciate and commend that enough. That
2: fucking. Yeah. The super high contrast, stark whites, and like the super scribbly line work, and like the the fucking black hole, like you know scribbly, you know going out from the black hole eyes. Like all of that shit, just like makes it that much more like oh god. <laughs> I was kind of tight about it
3: because like yeah. I was fucking, I was kind of tight about it because like obviously I react to the chapters and and mm-hmm. I, the format of it is kind of like the the double page on yeah. the viz website unless yeah. you set it to the single page. Yeah. And so I didn't even really get the turn page from two into three because I fucking it, that panel just stands out so fucking much that like as soon as I turn from one onto that. Kind of two and three, yeah. My eyes just went right to that, and I was like, "Yo, (laughs)
5: oh
3: my god!" Ah! (laughs) But like, I didn't really get you know that dialogue transition. I just like got that fucking shock and off right there in your face, out the peripheral.
2: Yeah, Jesus. Yeah,
4: that man. man, Mm -hmm. So, I think this is just the continued like slow rapid reveal and decay of like momo's insanity right because we we talked about it where like he's lashing out at the world but then also like condemning the world right and then he's like no these people are safe these people are safe so like yeah he went from like the world like he's like i'm gonna kill random strangers i'm gonna kill all these civilians near these spy networks i've been killing spies now he's focusing for the gold member spies And then he's like, he's always like, it's us for us, you know, it's us, the Yozakura versus the world. And now with this video, he's like, oh no, I'm me. He's like, in his way of like defending them, he's still like, you know, placing himself separate from his family. So I expect him to eventually, after the gold ranks are diminished, he's going to turn on his family, right? Because in his mind, he has finally like separated himself from the family, right? As opposed to being something like, Oh, I wanna be part of the family, I wanna be part of the family, I wanna be part of the family. He's like, No no no, you're punishing them and it's like he's being gracious about it. it's like, no, please punish me, not my thing. But at the same time, as soon as he says that if anyone gets in my way, I'll fucking eviscerate them, I'll kill them all. Right. Like but he's still saying like that separate thing. So I feel yeah. like that is like I would say it's a foreshadowing moment, Yeah. right? To be like, "Hey, this is he's going to eventually turn on the whole the the family as a whole."
2: Yeah, and and like to what you're saying right now, that's one of the more interesting things about Momo is that he kind of like has been turning on his family like the entire time. Like, there's like, there's this huge like contradiction in his like outlook and like what and his actions where he's like, "Everything I do is for my family," but I'm. Like ever since we got the reveal of his entire plan and what he's been doing, he's been attacking his family in one way or another. You know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. have the original time that this giant, you know, plant, uh, plant blob thing that he calls his brothers and whatnot. Like they yeah, the li- cherry bros. Yeah, the cherry bros. Like they literally like just came out of a of a fight with those, and he literally sicked them on the Ozakura family. And then like this situation right now, he's like, I'm going to attack the gold rank spies multiple gold rank spies are his family members you know what i mean so he's like Mm -hmm. constantly contradicting himself as far as like wanting to love and protect and do things for his family but then also immediately putting them in danger like right after so like Mm -hmm. it's really interesting and crazy in that way
4: Plus, like how affectionate he is, like no, no one can harm my little brothers. But then he instantly weaponizes three of them into that exploding ball, and I'm just like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> harm, right, is being exploded into shrapnel, like not yeah. harmful for these things, right? Um,
2: <laughs> he's just uh... a fucking maniac, man. And I like how we're he's getting crazy. like more information on like how these cherry brother you know plant blobs kind of like work I you know what i mean what the, yeah i
3: forgot what that name was for him. me too
2: i'm trying I'm to like i'm tr-
3: like the dark cherry things yeah, yeah like, but i mean the actual like i don't know i can't remember that the, yeah. the, the proper name
2: yeah i think yeah, i think mellow i think mellow is saying it yeah it's like dark cherry yeah. something
4: it's the
3: yeah. dark cherry something yeah but yeah I don't know. Was, either was way like
2: japanese pronunciation you know
4: the dark thing. cherry somethings of the northampton dark cherry somethings
2: yeah yeah I don't, I don't remember i don't remember a japanese name for them but we could probably just go back and find it if we wanted to if not let us know in the comments section obviously but it's interesting that we're getting more information about what they can do and like what powers and capabilities mm-hmm. that they have because they can clearly imitate voice they can just outright shape shift into other people after like sucking on them for a little bit i want to say right so it's like
4: yeah yeah absorb their bodies and identities yeah
2: that's really interesting you know to get for these things because i totally thought like with their initial introduction that they were just exactly what they were introduced as you know what i mean and like that was like already like kind of enough for the concept but then to like then go deeper into that and be like no these things can imitate people and it's like oh my god that's that much more scary of a situation and like that much it adds that much more stakes to the situation because now you it's like you know secret invasion in marvel comics with scrolls you know what i mean like you don't know who's an enemy you don't know who's an ally how do you find out without like you know bringing the wrong kind of attention you know to a certain area which they're clearly trying to avoid in this chapter so it's just like what are they going to do i have no idea how this is going to go like at all after this and i love that feeling you know sakurambo yeah. Oh, nice. There was a Japanese name for it. Sakurambo.
3: Chapter uh, 134. Anyways, yeah. Just to lend further, like, yeah, these these uh, these, Sakudanbo, these Dark Cherry brothers are, like, just yeah. mad versatile. Like, it's disgusting how versatile they are.
5: Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. high
3: combat ability, the durability, the regener- regenerative properties, you know, yeah. uh, the symbiotic fucking mimicry yeah. you know shit, it's more
2: uh, parasitic than anything That's does not give a fuck yeah, like, about the original person at all
3: that <laughs> is fucking, not benign
2: yeah um,
3: on top of that like he they can condense themselves apparently down to like just a pure semenine energy bomb you yeah, know that's it's like it's wild that's wild. wild it's wild it's wild yeah love the soccer dombo, man
2: yeah dude this shit's fucking sick and the gold Another rank spies that... oh yeah go ahead oh.
3: I was just gonna say another thing, and I like kind of a little breadcrumb we got this chapter, or somebody pointed out to me that it seemed like Momo had kind of a double entendre here that gave us a little bit more like direct foreshadowing to the like the shadowy figure that is presumably uh, the same person Kiwichiro referred to. I don't know, maybe an arc or two back in a in a just chapter offhandedly about somebody trying to hurt the Ozakura family. What right page. The shadowy figure on the page four. He's just like in the chair, right? When Momo says, um, you know, they've always been around, you know, fools who feel compelled to interfere with us. I bet. And he's talking to the gold rank spies at this moment, but somebody was kind of speculating that it was a double entendre as well, because he said, I bet you think that even now at this very moment, you're watching me from total safety. And it's this dark figure watching Momo on the screen in a chair, but you're not. I'm watching you too. I was reborn that day. There's no safety for any of you, not anymore. Da, da,
2: da, da. Oh, so but, you're saying that like Momo is talking to the gold rank spies, saying, "I bet you think," to, but, but then also this shadowy figure is yes. looking at Momo, effectively like mirroring, you know? Yeah.
3: The, so the, not the necessarily dialogue. a double entendre because that kind of has a different meaning, but yeah, right.
2: you know what I mean. Oh yeah, yeah. uh, For sure.
4: My for sure. hypothesis is that the shadowy figure is Cyber Demon Lord G.
2: Oh wait, what's that from? I think I feel like he's I vaguely the, he, remember that.
4: He, he's, he's the guy on the tablet, right? He's oh the only, yeah, the yeah. assassin that isn't physically there. Yeah, and if he's like a security genius, he would be the ideal target to focus on because then you, if 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 Momo kills him, and G is connected, he has access to the gold rank members. You know, security access. He can mess around with cameras, he can mess around with comms even more than he has with, you know, infiltrating things. They might be like, okay, hey, we can get these things, and G's like, okay, I've got locations for this place and this place and this place, and they do that, and then he's like, is there any other places? like, no, you're clear for that. And it's like, no, you only hit, like, half of them. Yeah. And then it blows up anyway and also the fact that like he's like, yeah no I've infl- I've planted things all over the complex the complex spans the entire city
2: yeah dude, that was crazy information Ooh. to get so it's like, oh my God, even though you're trying to keep this like close to the chest inside of the organization and deal with it internally, the architecture of your base immediately puts the entire city in danger because it's in A such giant close, crater It's in such close proximity to it, right and it's like that was crazy information to get.
4: I'm waiting for a giant crater thing, like when um, the ants attacked in uh, Kaiju number 8, you know, where yeah. like things just sink yeah. all of a sudden. Or it'd be like in Futurama, right, where if they blew up New York so that new New York could collapse underneath. Oh, you sure. You know, that kind of thing. And I'm imagining that's a lot because then they'd be like what this isn't a subway tunnel this isn't you know a sewage area what the fuck is this right and then would the organization the spy organization have to focus a bunch of resources to control the information bribe people take care of people like get rid of like like damage control information control and then leave momo more free to act as he pleases yeah um he said that, what, it was, uh, it took uh, how many hours for it to transform? That the bombs would go off in a second? They an hour, exist, right? Uh, an hour. So, like, they said they were going to catch him not in 30 days, but three days. And now he's giving them, you know, hours. Yeah. Not even. Maybe an hour.
2: Yeah. Yeah, shit's wild.
4: Maybe less. Yeah, maybe because less. Because they don't know. Because he says, like, by the time you, this video reaches you, all have already placed things in place right well, we might. got at the end of the chapter
3: we've got 57 minutes left
2: yeah oh yeah it does say that okay yeah less than an hour yep
4: yeah that's good
2: yeah i keep looking at this oh, fucking I... panel on page four man ever since eagle brought me back to it and this dude in the chair is just drawn so dude hitsuji go and divers like got like the ominous like mystery art like down like if you look at this fucking panel bro like you have the chair Obviously got the Stark Blacks in the background, like, where the light doesn't hit it, but then with, you know, the light gray, like, screen tone accents on it, and then going into the actual light source behind the dark figure, and you have this, like, crosshatch, like, white pen, you know, inside of, like, the Stark Black silhouette with the screen tone glow around it, you know what I mean? And then, like, the straight line um, shading on the 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 computer in front of them and whatnot with just the Stark Black background, it's just, like who is this guy and why am I so afraid of him? Like right away, as soon as you turn the page, it's just like, damn. And then you get that same like kind of like crosshatchy white pen, maybe screen tone, you know, effect coming in, you know, or in that bottom left panel next to the bottom right Momo panel that like, kind of like also tricks you and makes you think like, wait a minute, is this Momo or no, this is a completely different guy. Is it? But it's just like coming so close together that it's just like, what is the situation here but i like what i like what Mello was saying about how it's the the guy on the ipad yeah um, that's not yeah. really there i think that that would be like really cool if that that would was, what, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i
3: agree i agree that'd be a, that'd be a cool answer to our kind of question here yeah that would uh, and like Melo was saying yeah if he kills cyberlord g or whatever then he's got access to his database a lot of the a lot of the you know the associations
7: absolutely anybody could be like Mary be like Mary log on to chumbocasino.com and play for free now no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner
3: just security protocol and probably stuff like that so right
2: yeah like he what if Momo is saying what if Momo is saying what he's saying to all of the gold rank spies but then mm. hidden inside of that he's specifically talking to you know demon lord cyber space g or whatever the fuck his name yeah. is and he's actually like at this motherfucker's crib right now or some shit like he's like about to activate on him like <laughs>
4: I, I could see that yeah I see that. breathes
2: Dude, on the that's... back of his neck yeah like in the video yeah. i was talking to you actually when i said that shit, because you're the... <laughs> you're the you're the one that's the the trickiest to get so i came to you first like type shit you're not exactly. safe because you're behind that ipad
4: i I feel like it would be like um that moment in hunter hunter where like the york new bosses have the meeting and then you notice that Illumi's like stuck pins in them to like make them look like they're alive yeah yeah i'm just waiting for moments like that but with like the sakuranbo cherry bros
2: oh man you're totally right we could definitely get some shit like that god that'd be so hectic oh my god
4: yeah, no, nah, this is a really cool one. It yeah. means a lot. There's one thing that kind of reinforces what we talked about earlier, about, like, how, you know, Momo's targeting the Spy Association, but indirectly he keeps targeting, you know, his family, right? Because he talks about, like, how, like, first he talks about, like, um, page five. Now then, I have a zero tolerance for anyone who dares mess with my little brothers. And then, as punishment for the spy association daring to try the Yozakura family, I've set these all up through your headquarters. Which doesn't endear him. And then finally, he, you know, snubs them all, including his children, saying, I have to wonder, will mere gold rank spies have what it takes to handle them?
2: Yeah, that was a crazy line <laughs> of dialogue. <laughs> and
4: it's like, bro, like, so almost disrespectful. All your kids yeah. Are right. And, uh,. On page nine, the person in the sleeping bag, you see them smirk. It's the first facial expression we've seen out of them the entire time. Yeah. Are you talking that good shit? Yeah, they're about to activate for sure. I can't wait. The sleeping
3: bag bitch is about to turn the fuck
2: Yes, oh my god. I can't wait to see some LaRue from Tower of God shit. Like, just gets up and just (laughs) has, like, some kind of crazy energy wave attack. I don't, obviously, that would be, like, a little bit too close to, to LaRue if they, you know, had Shinsu wave controller beams or whatever but um but yeah whatever they got is about to be fucking drastic i cannot fucking wait for that dude. yeah
3: that of yeah. panels of the spies reactions man to yeah that.
2: it says so much with so little
3: <laughs> and then the next panel and tayo just feels their like malice and will and he's like oh shit and it's yeah. like mere gold ring spies mm.
2: wait next where's panel. the tayo reaction oh wait
3: uh page 10. bottom left page 10
2: oh i thought that was oh, okay yeah 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 yeah, yep yep and that, get, that is him reacting to yeah the vibe of it. yeah I th- at first i was like wait isn't he reacting to the explosion but then i see the bottom left panel and it's like it's a new reaction after the explosion which is clearly coming from the gold rank spies aura <laughs> boy this shit got tense in here yeah you're like wait a minute these guys are it's about, about to get dangerous <laughs> Kyoichiro said, I'm
3: about to slice him limb from limb. I like Ryu, though. What a coincidence. I was just thinking he deserved some love, too.
2: Yes. I
3: said, I'm about to put the pause on this, man, boy.
2: Love it. Can't wait for it. This is, like, I I haven't felt this, like, ready for the, like, next chapter's conflict since, like, the Frontlines arc. This, like, feels very, Mm -hmm. you know, structured, like, similarly to the Frontlines as far as, like, large-scale action across the entire cast involved. Yeah, I think
4: this will be be cool because it will really display, like, the spy associations, not, like, their deadliness, like, we'll get that for sure when they fight, but, like, how do they problem solve and, like, how adept are they at gathering information and acting on it? Yeah. which is the parts that I'm really looking forward to. Same, Plus, same. like, you get, like, the, you know, they, they're pulling back the wet curtain, right? You're getting to see the man behind the curtain and see how the spy organization works. Like, you're seeing the raw underbelly. We're getting the big zoom in. We're going full Osmosis Jones up in here. Osmosis like, Jones, yo! You know, it's like, yeah, it's what it I'm referenced. ready for that. Yeah, same. Oh, yeah like uh, yeah. trending big bounties I was now, literally just
2: looking at this right now on this giant like iPhone display on this last page
4: monthly reward rankings I'm waiting for like the giant iPhone display to get hacked once Cyberlord Demon G gets iced and then like Momo does something to like put on some bounties on some of the gold members to like oh. get the 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 you know get the get the fodder to like get away. Yeah.
2: I could totally see that, right? Like they fucking like handle the bomb plot, you know. Like they effectively just like no diff or low diff that shit. And, like ha gold rank was cracking, and then boom, all of the displays are taken over by Momo, you know, with uh, Cyber Lord G's technology. Like, oh, okay, you thought you had me. Well, now I'm here to say, you all got bounties on you. Everybody kill these gold ring spies. I got a billion dollars for blah, 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 or whatever the fuck it would be, whatever kind of crazy villain message it would be. I could totally see that happening. Mm-hmm. That would be nuts.
3: First off, yep. your mans is out of here. I killed him. Demon, Demon G, <laughs> whoop, body bag, he's done, <laughs> yep. he's dead. Gabby. Hijacked his tech, right? Hijacked <laughs> the system. Now you fucked. The system. <laughs> Here's your (laughs) system. Here's
2: your bounties. I mean. (laughs) Momo just turns into, like, a flapper New Yorker from 1920 for this message. (laughs) Here's your fucking bounties. Now, good luck. You're
3: not going to stop
2: me, you fucking mooks. I love that. hilarious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. I don't know if I have anything. I think that's about
3: all I had for her. Yeah, Yeah, I was just
2: about to say, I think I'm good on Yozakura this week. Beautiful chapter, obviously set up for the... The coming conflicts which we can't wait to see and i know next chapter is about to be
3: busing yeah man i can't i can't wait I uh, that I guess the last thing I had to say is that yeah. I just love 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 the developments, man. Got yeah. so hyped seeing all the gold ranks get fired up. Yes, to shut Momo up, and I can't wait to see them all working in unison to yeah. to kind of solve this bomb plot. Give me all the Ryu shit. I want yeah. all the sure shit, man, yeah. and the sleeping bag chick too, man. My,
2: my that's where my, my stocks are. Oh, no. That that's literally where my <laughs> stocks are. Is in the sleeping bag person, and then um this like uh uh Wait, why am I child
3: emperor? Shura. N- yeah,
2: yeah, the, the Futaba like you know parallel character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I, 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 my socks are in her and sleeping bag lady. Let's go! Yeah. Can't wait for it. And I feel like we got just enough of them in the pregame. Like we saw enough of their personalities. Obviously, there are some characters that have been left mysterious because it's going to be a lot more hype to like get their characters like in the conflict that we're about to go into. But who we did see Ryu, um, what's her name? Shura um the, the sure yeah yeah, yeah yeah everybody that did get dialogue has shown definitely enough about them for us to be excited for what they're about to do and then the rest will obviously activate when they do and everything's just gonna feel so good and i love it and i'm done
3: pantsuit <laughs> pant pantsuit bitch like what's she doing she ain't going no to the idea. tunnel. is she just like lady in the chair she's the parallel to, to uh to mutsumi, mutsumi. like she's the, she's the she's the she's the she's the commander she's she's yeah. in the background
2: you know, but she's, they, still they, like, they, she's still gonna they, have shit. Like she's still gonna have, she's still gonna have facilities. Like she's going to activate during all of this right as well. Yeah, exactly. Like she's going to do crazy shit, and I can't wait for that too. But I definitely do feel the Mutsumi parallel in her too. Yeah, yeah. But
3: anyways, yeah, like that that's that's it for Yozakura really. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and get into the final chapter for the night tonight. Chapter one hundred and ninety of Jujutsu Kaisen, Tokyo Number Two Colony Part nine and man this chapter was a motherfucking banger
2: breath oh yeah first That's, off yeah first off Panda's still out here motherfuckers. let's go panda is let's still go here. i love to see that super
3: sad though that he lost the siblings man yeah. and i wonder how like Knox, you've kind of talked i feel like you've touched on this in in a couple of the past reviews that we've had since since yeah. we've seen what happened to him yeah I wonder how this is going to affect his ability to, like, remain sentient with, like, free thought and will, because, yeah. like, the three souls thing was stated by Yaga yeah. to have been, like, the main catalyst behind that.
2: Right. right, and now he's there's only one, you know, soul in the doll, so I feel like the sentience and the, the, the cognizance will, will start to deteriorate.
3: Yeah, so I just I don't Do you know. I really hope so. we don't yeah. have to say goodbye to fucking Panda, man. He's been one of my favorite fucking characters. Yeah, since literally the panel he was introduced, like right. literally the moment, like when he was like, "Oh, you know what I'm saying? This is Kugisaki. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobara. Mm-hmm. This is this is uh Magumi. Or no, he was like, no, it was me he introduced Maki and them, and yeah. it was just
2: Panda. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And just he was like, Panda. What? yeah
3: ever since that panel man i've loved fucking panda the whole time man yeah, it's really and sad it's like... but i
2: think that that's like kind of like what has to happen because why would yaga go out of his way to give that exposition to us in that conversation with um oh, oh my Master. god what's the yeah, what's Master. the lazy what's the lazy swordsman's name um uh fuck he's got a volume cover and everything um oh Trenchcoat trench coat swordsman dude yeah yeah yeah, yeah. About. why it's, am i like, blanking on that I'm he's like, one of the
4: family heads right no he barely has any lines no, no it's <laughs> he barely does anything he's like oh i'm worried dude. i'm gonna stick with panda <laughs> and then
2: oh my god i'm like so angry right now hold on one second swordsman
4: yeah. i think that there's gonna be a difference in what happens because we were talking about how the three souls are used to catalyze like kickstart the thing and then develop balance but it's been going on for a while so like maybe panda's consciousness is enough to do it it just won't have access to those extra forms and like this is just raw vulnerable single soul panda with like the equivalent power of a standard corpse doll
2: Right. And the name is Kusakabe for the character that for some reason I could not fucking remember. But yeah, you have a good point though, Melo, right? Because it's like, yes, Yaga did have that conversation with Kusakabe and made a point to say, Yeah, I put your nephew's soul in this doll, but without, you know, the three soul system creating the equilibrium to continue the sentience long term. Um, he's eventually just going to deteriorate into a mindless doll, you know. Is 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 what he's is what he said to him, or whatever. And so that makes me think, yes, now that the other two souls are gone, it it doesn't have that three soul system keeping the the wheels spinning in the way that Yaga originally explained. But you saying that Panda has been in that state for such a long period of time that he could be strong enough on his own now to continue just being Panda indefinitely. You know until he's like mortally wounded or something like that um i think that that feels fine too like if that explanation came out eventually that would be cool but just based on the information that we have so far and just the history of jujutsu kaisen storytelling i want to say that yeah we're happy that panda seems to have survived but then later writing is going to come in you know maybe his dialogue starts to deteriorate you know or something like that and then we get like superimposed you know, narration, or, or maybe, a, you know, a character speaking on it, like, oh, man, Panda's losing it because he lost his fucking sibling's souls, you know what I mean? Like, I could totally see him just tapering in that way to just mindless doll stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which would yeah, be so okay. sad, but... So well, yeah.
4: it could lead to the idea, because I know we touched on it last episode, where we were talking about, like, could he have substitute cores Right? Because there are like we've seen curses regenerate from damage before their core is destroyed. Um like the like the main part of their body, like with like things are Panda just did
2: that.
5: Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
4: Panda just did that. So like is there a moment where like Panda will eat the cores of defeated cursed spirits? And, like, try to, like, build up a stockpile, but it's not, like, stable in that same way. It's too much, you know, excess malice that he doesn't quite digest. And maybe Wait a minute, cores? Becomes...
2: Cores and cursed um, spirits? I thought that cursed spirits was either you do enough cursed energy damage to them to where their HP just goes to zero in their exercise, or you crush the head.
4: Yeah, right? Yeah. But, like... There's I don't gotta be cores for curse spirits. Because personally. there's like cores for like the curse dolls and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And like we've seen curses and we've seen and we've seen Hikari, right? Like yeah. use the binding vow to like localize damage. And yeah, we've yeah. seen curses take like limb damage and then regenerate it. So like right. even though they haven't like specifically stated that there's a core, there yeah. seems to be one, and at least it should be in the head.
2: Oh sure, um, sure.
4: So I wonder if, like, Panda's gonna, like, cannibalize, like, cursed spirits' heads to, like, gain a bit of power. But then, like, it's gonna be, you know, long-term, not that good for him, potential corruption, etc. That
2: would be a wild direction to take Panda's character. I just can't, like, see him doing that just to survive Mm -hmm. based on the character that we've kind of gotten so far. I feel like it just makes a little bit more sense in Jujutsu Kaisen for him to just either what you said explanation comes out that he's been in that you know like triple soul equilibrium for so long that he can maintain his his sentience indefinitely even without the siblings or he literally just dies because that's kind of like what's been set up with the with the yaga dialogue just becomes Mm -hmm. a feral panda yeah or something like that but like all of a sudden he's just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 and it's like panda. What's gotten into you? And he's just like, <laughs> he's like that's not the usual panda response. Uh,
5: what if
4: his prologue is he gets donated to a zoo? Oh, and they're like, sorry, buddy, you lost sentience. You're you're basically an animal. Oh my and god, that like, suck. what do we do with him? And it's just like, well, I'd rather we see him dead. Put him. In his- <laughs>
3: I fucking know. Fuck I don't want to see. Put down I don't old yellow Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> see him
2: go to a zoo, dude. Fucking zoos are bro, fucked up. Zoos suck, bro. Oh, yeah. Zoos oh, mean, no. I, I
4: chose the fate worse than death. Yeah, in no. a zoo.
2: Yeah. No, that'd be that'd be a fucking wild, but I was
3: like,
4: um, you know, would be kind of sad. A zoo.
2: Yeah.
3: For certain, for certain species, and you know, pandas being one of them, it, zoos are good for conservation in some yeah. ways, but He's they're depressing stuff. as fuck. They're depressing yeah. as fuck.
2: For sure, for sure. Let's talk about, like, the absolute dread that this chapter delivered in its first couple of pages with Panda finding a severed hand on the ground. Because, like, we've been talking, like, you know, everybody's been talking back and forth, like, who is going to win this fight? It's Jujutsu Kaisen, so, like, we can be pretty sure that one of them is going to die by the end because Jujutsu Kaisen doesn't really you know, pull any punches in, in regard to like character deaths and like significant character deaths. Mm -hmm. Like anybody can go at any time. Like it kind of feels like the walking dead or like game of thrones in that kind of way, as far as like the stakes go and the uncertainty goes inside of Jujutsu Kaisen. So everybody's just positive that, or a lot of people are positive, that one of these combatants is going to die. You know what I mean? And there's logic on both sides. So to see this severed hand and Panda like, oh my god, no. You ask yourself, whose fucking hand is it? Who died? And then you turn the page and Kashimo gets up and is alive. And you're like, no, Hakari. And then just subversion. You know, subversion of expectations back and forth, like, all the way mm. until Hakari just steals off this man in the page turn going into four. And you're like, why? How? And I was, like, so ready for it to be akin to the explanation that... Um, you know uh uh eagle predicted in like one of the last reviews that we did for Jujutsu kaisen where the technique came into play i think we were talking about how the doors were like silver bronze the and door. gold, but like they're not actually silver bronze and gold actually because like you look into it and like the doors are actually like green like orange and gold or something yeah and um so like that's but like one of them was still gold you know what i mean i'm pretty sure and like gold is a conductor too you know what i mean like it could have worked maybe I don't know but either way the explanation that we get with the impromptu uh binding vow slaps so hard because it makes so much sense it's like yeah. you were gonna use what is it from from hunter hunter ko no ko is the is the pinpoint damage um ken i think is like the reinforcement um aura shield or whatever hockey. to a specific yeah. body part yeah yeah, yeah. so ren, yeah like hockey type know, shit yeah. wait what are you saying
3: i said ren but not it's not ren
2: no ren is just like the flex of ken. aura But like, I'm pretty sure it's Ken. Yeah, yeah, Or, or it's like Ryu or something like that. Either way, you have that concept inside of Nen where it's like protect the body part you want by flooding it with, you know, extra, you know, energy to, you know, brace the impact or whatever. And he was going to do that for the arm, but then instead said, fuck it. Like, even if I defend the arm with curse energy, the steam explosion is still going to destroy the rest of my body. So, fuck it, binding vow, whatever energy was going to be used to keep my arm alive is now gone from the arm, dispersed throughout the rest of my body, and I lose the arm so that all of me doesn't explode. And that's just so good. I love that. Either way, we knew there was going to be some kind of cushioning effect that he created for this explosion because... As crazy as Gege can be, they're definitely not just going to blow this man to smithereens, <laughs> you know, to kill him. Like, I'm sorry, like, I just couldn't see it, whether it was the doors or some other kind of cursed energy related thing, he was going to block mortal damage from this, you know what I mean? And, but at the same time, it's like that uncertainty was there. It's like, you never know, like, even though, I, you know, a lot of us wanted to be sure that Hikari was going to be okay, the the, the writing has been so high stakes And so uncertain in, you know, as far as the fates of characters in Jujutsu Kaisen historically, that it's still just itching in the back of your head, like, he could die, actually. Like, this could kill him, but it didn't, and we're happy about that. I definitely wasn't expecting them to team up by the end. I think that that's really cool and still makes sense. You have these fighters that, like, it's it's always, like, a common thing when it comes to warriors— in manga mm-hmm. that they respect the people that beat them. Like, even if they're maniacal mass murderers that will just kill anyone willy-nilly at the drop of a hat, if you flex on them, they understand that and they 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 acknowledge that. And they're like, okay, I kind of like, you know, I kind of, we, we get each other a little bit more now. We didn't kill each other. And before I was trying to lop your head off, you know, with no with no words, no, no care in the world. But now that we've kind of reached this understanding, we kind of have this like mutual, honor, you know, dynamic where it's like, we can work together, and it does feel good, because this is an old school warrior, you know what I mean? He plays by the rules of getting beaten, you know?
4: Yeah. He does that kind of, like, warrior's code sort of ethic Yeah. going for them.
2: Yeah. Um. Exactly.
4: And, like, the part that I like is that it's the tentative alliance. Like, I like that they touched on the fact that, like, because like, people was like, oh, what? what's this curse technique? What's this curse technique? I like that they explain it. It's like, hey, man, I can only use that shit once.
7: Yeah. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online.
6: I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true.
7: Chumbo Casino was America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes absolutely anybody could be like mary be like mary log on to jumbocasino.com and play for free now no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner
2: yeah i think it was you that said that their shit might be similar to that or maybe it was you Mello, that said that like hakari was going to introduce like an impromptu binding vow to save himself somebody was talking about Somebody hit me in my DMs and was like, dude, Melo totally called this in the new Jujutsu Kaisen chapter. I can't remember exactly what it was that they said.
4: Um, I think it was the fact that they were going to be like, the like the domain can only work once. Like, I said something along that line. Mm-hmm. of thinking, or I was yeah. like...
2: It was something. If anybody remembers what we I'm said. I'm fairly
4: sure what it was, yeah. is that he said
3: "Um, Kashimo potentially placed a binding bow on his... Uh, domain or curse technique where mm-hmm. it, it becomes extremely like exponentially more potent but he can only use it one time on Sakuna. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, which which which, which which was a great prediction because obviously that's exactly what we got here and it makes sense you know for Jujutsu Kaisen because that is clearly, well maybe not clearly but it, it feels very strongly to me like a reference to Kurapika's character in Hunter mm-hmm. Hunter, right? The way that they tailored their Hatsu around the Phantom Troop, you know what I mean? So I, I think that that is just so cool (laughs) you know what I mean and awesome that we called that to some degree regardless of Mm -hmm. what the the verbatim prediction was if anybody remembers that offhand or wants to go back into our you know coverage to find the the direct quote on that uh, I would appreciate that in the comment section if you guys could manage that but good shit either way killed it
3: I uh Mm -hmm. I loved kind of I guess to go back to what you touched on as far as uh page five Love the explanation on, like, the chemical interaction of when Kashimo, like, so quickly imme- and immediately released all of his cursed energy in such a volume that before it could even uh, disperse into the water, it just turned right into thermal energy, caused the steam explosion. Love the, uh, love the explanation on the binding bow, you know, saying, like, all right, I'll take the full damage here, but let me be, you know, clean everywhere else. Yeah, um, That explanation was super tight. Gege always just keep things keeps things so just tight with a nice little bow on top as far as these explanations go, man. Yeah, it's just so fucking nice. It just
2: feels and, so uh, like thorough and so perfect every time. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: and I'm uh, I'm very very excited that Kashimo. I know you know I don't I can't remember which one of you said it, but you were like, man, I hope I hope somehow it happens where Kashimo joins the squad. I was. I think that, that was training. Yato. Mm-hmm. Was that Yato? I think it was think Yato. Yato, Yato has
2: always yeah. wanted that, like, since they started fighting. Because I don't want either of these characters to die, and I want them to be teammates, actually. I think, <laughs>
3: that, I think you're right. I think it was Yato. But I'm, I'm definitely hyped as well that he was able to barter kind of an agreement between them. yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm hyped to see more Kashimo shit. I like oh, the yeah. interaction between um, Hakari and Charles. You know? Oh, I'm, before I'm that, right. before
2: that, we got to talk about how Hakari's like, anyway, I got some place to go. You two wait here. And it's like Panda and the dude who literally just eviscerated him. Like, you guys will be fine. I'm out of here. It's like, oh, my God, no, Panda. <laughs> you so, mean? Like, you, you have no way out. to defend yourself at all. You've got to be so scared. <laughs>
3: yeah. He says, he's like, I'm scared. Don't leave us alone. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. We do get it right there. Screaming. But anyway.
3: Hakari's not sweating this arm loss right now at all. Yeah.
2: Because he knows uh, that, he, like, the next time he gets into a fight, he's going to fucking expand his domain, hit a jackpot, and then heal himself.
3: So you guys think that, like, even without the hand signs, he can expand his ship?
4: Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Uh, He does say he'll fix it later. Because he's like, that's what I'm saying. Charles says, like, what happened to your arm? He's like, don't worry. I'll fix it later. So I think that's who he's going to go to. I think he's going to go to someone that specializes in reverse curse Yeah, there we go. And then using the jackpot. Yeah. Either or, either uh, Utah or the
3: other chick with the school, right? Yeah, Shoko. Him. I was literally just gonna yeah. say
2: Shoko, um, or you, and 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 he's probably thinking of Utah. You know what I mean? Because him and Utah have a history. You know what I mean? Like they have like a rivalry. You know, dynamic. Like they're familiar enough with each other. I bet you Hakari knows that he has external reverse curse technique healing at his disposal. He could just
3: go up to Utah and be like, well, "What's up, bro, man? Give me yeah, yeah, yeah. just like just me, like bro. yeah, just like old yeah.
2: times. You got me, yeah, yeah, type shit, yeah, yeah, up, yeah." i could definitely see it happening like that and you know shoko is also an option there too and he definitely knows who shoko is you know what i mean because i'm pretty sure he's from that school originally you know what i mean the the same school as like yuji and, and nobara and megumi he's he's tokyo school right i'm pretty sure yeah i think he is yeah, yeah yeah he has to be anyway i'm pretty sure that's what it's going to be originally i said domain expansion but yeah he probably can't cast it because he doesn't have the other arm. So he's gotta be like banking on like one of his friends to heal him, which is totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also thinking like, I don't know why, but like, as soon as you reminded me that he can't make the hand sign, my mind immediately went to Isaac Netero at the end of his fight with with uh, You think with I need Meru. Two hands to pray? Yeah, you think no. I need two hands to pray? A prayer comes from the heart, you know, but we already got that reference with Toto in you know shibuya so it's probably not going to be done again but it's just funny i had to bring that up but um yeah i love
3: the uh the myriad like of expressions that we see from Hakari. man it feels like <laughs> it feels like he has gotten much more expressive since we first met him yeah like we get all these little quirky goofy panels of him reacting like when charles is like i'm a noob who hasn't even debuted he's like
2: huh? Yeah, he huh? just look. He looks like he fucking just pit boy.
3: With the big fucking
2: and- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> boy. Yeah, he's like that's the funny. fucking Fallout dude. Yeah, <laughs> or uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's who I'm thinking of. He's got the fucking like Pac-Man eyes. Yeah, yeah.
3: Looks like yeah. Ness.
2: Yeah, yeah it looks like Ness. Ness. Yeah. I think that's who I'm thinking of. Ness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Lucas, rather, yeah. since yeah. he's got like more of a Lucas haircut, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
4: I love that like bottom right panel on page 11 where he's just like what do you mean not yet <laughs> yeah. what do you, you are acting like tough shit why the what do you mean you haven't even gotten published yet right right, yeah Opinionated dickhead I'm gonna beat <laughs> your ass up
2: yeah and then Momo come pulls in <laughs> and I just like love seeing like Momo pulling because I'm like oh shit hold on we might be getting like the whole Kyoto school which makes sense because you know we saw Miwa, kind of like hinted at, you know, a few chapters yep. ago or whatever. So yeah, all of them coming in slowly feels really. I knew as soon as I saw Momos that like, we're going to see another Kyoto person in this chapter, and lo and behold, we get Noritoshi Kamo looking like fucking Hawkeye, like Matt Fraction and David Aja's Hawkeye. Ooh. Yeah, I as soon as I saw that, I was like, holy shit! And then someone like tweeted like, "What did they do to my boy?" And I like quote retweeted. I was like, they turned him into Matt Fraction's Hawkeye. They... <laughs>
3: They got him put together. Yeah, he. Like
2: I. He I, I. I like the design. I, I personally fuck with it. I think he looks better now. I think he looks cooler now. I don't know something about the haircut with the closed eyes. They Slaps harder than the long hair with closed eyes, like Maki was commenting on. I think everything about it is just great.
3: I mean, he well, he had a, he had a unique, cool aesthetic before. You yeah. Know, but I, I I agree with you, Knox. I think with this aesthetic on him, looks so much fucking tighter. He looks yeah. so clean, bro. Right. And I'm like. Let's go, Noritoshi Kamo. Let's go. Somebody, somebody
2: said they gave. Somebody said they gave Noritoshi Kamo the aesthetic update that main characters of shonen manga get after they get married at the end of the story, and I just can't yeah. stop fucking laughing because I'm thinking of Naruto and Ichigo right now. and Is fucking sending me. <laughs>
4: That's fucked up. Yeah, That's so true, though. Oh, yeah, God. like, it holy shit. Dad aesthetic. Yeah. For real. I yeah. do like the fact that they even touch on, it's like, I like you better this way. And these like... <laughs> and the thing is...
2: You, too. Yeah. <laughs>
4: well, the thing is, I think it's interesting, because both of them are, like, outcasts from their clans. Effectively. He's the bastard child. And the thing is, He mentions it. He's like, hey, you know, there's another head of the Kamo family. A bastard like me is unnecessary. So he finally gets to, like, wear the clothes how he wants. How he gets to wear his hair the way he wants. Instead of, like, following the, like, very unique, very traditional styleistic choices yeah. I can see why he'd be like, you know what, fuck this stuff, I'm going to cut off, you know, yeah. I'm going to start off fresh, you know, yeah. I totally get that, he's like, this is a new way of life, I'm free from yeah. a lot of my past obligations, which I yeah dedicated my life to, like, he took a, he lost an eye for those, tr- like, roles and traditions.
2: Oh, he lost you know, an like, eye?
4: Didn't he get take damage to his eye at one point? It, it probably like got regenerated, him. but like
2: no, I think that that's just like his like blood doping technique that creates mm. like that blood that bloody like jagged bloody effect around mm. the eye whenever he's doping. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's yeah. what it was. I don't remember him taking specific damage to the eye. I remember fucking. I remember Hanami stole off his shit in the fucking exchange festival arc and he like bounced down the block and like into the river and shit. I remember that. But other than that, I don't remember him taking like any damage at all for real. But um mm-hmm. but it's it, but it's interesting though that um that you bring up the fact that he like has kind of like lost the throne of the kamo and because he's like a bastard kid or whatever and like someone else like more worthy like took it or whatever and I'm wondering because someone was talking in 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 our group chat on Twitter, I can't remember exactly what they said. I think it was um, Aniki Smash. He was talking about the possibility that Kenjaku could have, like, reprised his role as, like, the original Noritoshi Kamo and just said, Hey, Gojo sealed. The the, the Zenin have been massacred. Now I can, like, you know, kind of, like, come back to this Noritoshi Kamo role and, like, take over, you know, the clan because they're in, like, the best position clan-wise out of the three big families. So, like, that makes sense as far as, like, his role as the... You know puppeteer of everything or whatever but there's also the possibility that kenjaku's awakening of cursed techniques across the board as far as like you know because there's like the two kinds of people that are in the culling game the people that you know ate a cursed object like yuji mm-hmm. and the people that had their brain rewired like junpei to become sorcerers maybe there were you know higher blood kamos that didn't have techniques for one reason or another and the culling game activated their techniques and now that they have one they're better suited for the throne than bastard noritoshi kamo so there's that possibility as well um which i think i like more than 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 aniki's prediction i mean either either one works and obviously gauge i'll write the shit out of that like they both make sense but i think i just like the idea that like yo i was the king but like My fucking older brother didn't have a curse technique, and now he does, so now he's the king. And, like, as soon as that Mm. awakened, they were just like, Oh, yeah, you. Get this dude out of here. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
4: We never liked you anyway.
2: Yeah, we never liked you anyway. You were just, like, the best thing possible on the bloodline at the moment, but now you're fucking... Now you're, like, cousin or older brother or something like that, who's, like, true blood combo. you know, has a curse technique, and we're gonna make him king.
4: Man. I... I I but I do like how Maki and like Nortoshi are kind of like buddying up because like they got that common ground and they're like, yeah, your family sucks. Same bro, like Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like this dynamic is just so beautiful. I love this pairing, it makes so much sense. I can't believe I never really thought about it before. But yes, they do have like a lot in common. So And then they
4: have the perfect frontline artillery like yes. combo because yes. like Maki is such the a bruiser
2: big- the Bruiser Berserker, close quarters, fuck you up, and then combos in the back like, pew, 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 pew. yeah, <laughs> love it.
3: Blinking.
2: yes.
3: Katniss, Katniss, Katniss Everdeen, cat piss, ever piss, piss, ever piss, get out of here.
4: <laughs> shoo, shoo, shoo. Oh, come on, he's bending, arrow. so he's bending arrows. He's got trajectory changing Come on. Yeah, this man is clearly
2: Ooh, Hawkeye. Boy. Get Katniss Everpiss out of here. <laughs>
4: I'm dead. So, <laughs> I love the
3: dialogue from Momo though. Like when she's talking, when she's telling him about Maki, she's like, she's turned into um, turned into what? And she's literally got the sweat coming down. Like <clears throat> Maki's just got that different presence. She said, a monster.
2: Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just cleaving this curse in, in twain. twain. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was saying it because that's what you'd be saying and you were right on top of it. That's hilarious. And I love the panel at the end of the double spread where she just looks lit, like having the time of her life, like living for this shit. Like, no, Maki is on a different kind of time right now. And I'm so happy that we're switching perspectives to her involvement in the Culling game because this is literally what I wanted next after Hikari and Kashimo. And Gege delivered. So I'm, I'm eating. I'm feasting. I can't lose. I win. And I'm happy about it we eating yeah man but yo this this worm yeah new curse
3: on the scene oh shit special grade probably absolutely it has to be, it has it has to be to because be. It, it even has maki like yeah. what is this not Ooh, only not maki only reactive.
2: not only can it just speak You know, like regular like language, which is like what we know that special grades like uh, specifically qualification. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like nothing below special grade can like talk like this. I want to say, um, he he really only said "shut up" or "and do you want to die." So like that's not too crazy. I think I remember the um, actually no, I don't think it is a qualification because remember the grasshopper curse that Yuji bodied in the beginning of the Shibuya incident. It could talk. It could talk. It was very dumb, but it it was only saying like
5: yeah it was was just saying i'm smart you're not smart
2: yeah like it was very like very dumb very like low level dialogue so you never know and and i guess you know other curses have been shown to just be like groceries car wash exactly yeah you know like saying like random shit. (laughs) 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 yeah you did get that yeah yeah, he
3: responds to the kogane yeah He's, yeah. he's, he's he's Mentally present enough to respond to the Kogane, yeah, and then talk shit like, "Do you want to die, bitch? I'll yeah. fucking murder you." And yeah. the Kogane's
2: like, "You ain't killing shit, bitch. I'm yeah. fucking Kogane." Yeah. But I, you
3: know, <laughs> special good. grade, special grade for sure.
2: And um, I, I'm remembering now that Yato threw out a couple of predictions for this worm curse at the end here, since it was coming from cool. the sky. Um, you know, there. I think he said one of his ideas was that, like, since we had like land and sea. You know, we had, like, nature, um, fire, and water curses that this could be, you know, like the, the long-lost brother of the curse family in regard to, like, the sky curse or something like that since it's coming, like, straight from the air, which is, like, kind of crazy. I don't think that it's coming from the sky because it's a sky-bound inherently now that I think about it. I think that it's just entering the Culling game and, like, everyone kind of just falls from the sky. Like, Yuji, when he walked in... To the Culling game was suddenly just like free falling from like skyscraper height. So I don't think now that I think about it, this is inherently a sky or flying curse. I think it just entered the Culling game and is like falling down mm-hmm. to the ground. But he had some he had some other ideas. I think he said that like this isn't actually the character like the worm is the outward aesthetic but there's someone else inside the worm <laughs> that's the actual oh, curse i think is like what yato said it like a shell. yeah like wearing it like a shell and i think that that um would be really cool i think i like that idea the most from yato i can't remember he had a third one too but maybe he'll hit us in the comments yato hit us in the comments with your with your third idea or whatever yeah they do yeah, be maybe.
3: dropping in though, so yeah, yeah, he's not flying in like I thought he was. I thought for sure yeah. he was flying in, but they do be getting dropped in on some on some fucko shit. So yeah, I'm thinking centipede now, honestly. Yeah, centipedes
2: do be scary, but like, where's centipede, the rest? Of, where's the rest Melopeed of the
3: dress? legs then? I don't know. Right. I don't know. He just got these little mini arms.
2: Yeah, these are these yeah, little yeah. pterodactyl arms. These little mini
3: arms got me shook. I don't know why. Like, yeah, he about, to put, he about to put these paws on somebody with these mini arms, bro.
5: Yeah, <laughs> these
3: quick ass paws Yeah.
4: Oh. I'm imagining it like it looks like a like a caterpillar, like a fucked up caterpillar, with like. Yeah. Oh, this is totally line.
2: gonna fucking molt and turn into a fucking butterfly or some shit. Some oh. kind of like some kind, kind of like so Venomoth or butterfree like late stage transformation, chrysalis cocoon. Curse
3: on some fucking! Oh my god! My sister,
2: like that—that is a phobia. Like my sister is like legitimately like medically afraid of butterflies. So
3: on some poof shit, bro. Yeah,
2: like on some spiritual message.
3: (laughs) This dude about to be
4: on some poof shit. Yeah. Yeah, I. Spread I spores. think it's like a silkworm or like, cause like the face with the holes in it, it reminds me of like the bot flies where it's like, uh, no. it's gonna come out. we've already you had, about? but we've already had the festering death blade, right? Yeah. Yeah. The festering yeah. Blade of life. yeah. So that's already touched. But with like the caterpillar like body, I imagine that might be a place where hands or like silk will come out of. as like a forward-facing cannon or like uh, a guard where it has like you know just nasty stuff reach out
2: right i like that because then that would be like some pretty cool like you know because we're so used to like high energy beams or just like huge like dps attacks as far as like as far as curse techniques and shit go Yeah, yeah yeah like it would be cool if we just got like I don't know. Maybe it it obviously has you know wind conditions as far as damage goes to actually kill people. But if like a main technique was like you know um, predominantly used for like crowd control, like CC, like stun you, root you, you know, wrap you up, you know, snare you type shit, I think that that would be like really cool to get right now amidst like all of these wildly powerful and destructive you know curse techniques and whatnot. I think
5: would yeah, well, shit.
2: and the silk thing has got me thinking like caterpillars
3: like cover themselves in silk right that's their cocoon you know they kind of build themselves like a silk cocoon that hardens and then they hatch out
2: yeah i don't know the science for it butterfly. but yeah it's something like that there is like a yeah i think it i think it silk. might be silk i don't know if it's silk. having it the silk, silk
3: man what if this thing gets it starts it gets in here starts eating motherfuckers bro and then like cocoons itself up comes um, out on some fucking mothra shit
4: like <laughs> sentient bro Oh, dude, I think, yep. it's a, I think it's a wasp curse. So, there is a type of no. wasp called the broccanid wasp. And what they do is they infect caterpillars and then they burst out from under them. So, oh, I think that holes is a place where bees are going to come out of.
2: Oh, my God, no. Like, Not anything be- but bees.
4: But, like, seriously, look up the braconid, uh Caterpillar. Trigger warning, it's gross.
2: Oh, I'm not um, looking it up then. Thank you for B-R-A-C-O-N-I-D. that warning.
4: B-R-A-C-O-N-I-D. It is disgusting. It is very gross.
2: Take me it back, back a... to cockroaches then. Fuck it. Bring Kuro Dude, Rishi I back.
4: <laughs> I, think, like, I think it's interesting because, like, that is another form of plague, right? Because, like, mm. cockroaches fly, bug. there are nasty bugs that swarm, and then this would be wasps Cockroaches fly. It, cockroaches can fly. Like
2: actually. Yeah. Oh god, you! I've never seen one fly. I'd probably Good. fucking throw up and shit at the same time if I saw one <laughs> fly. <flying.
4: laughs> shit myself and throw up. A <clears> throat> throat> <myself>. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes.
4: Gross. Um. No, i I've, I've, yeah, it's some stuff, but like, yeah, it's a parasitic wasp that basically, you know, stings. And implants in caterpillars, and then the caterpillar lives, and uh, it's a type of uh, hornworm, I believe?
2: Yuck, dude. That's like some xenomorph they... shit.
4: Yeah, hornworms are a five-spotted hawk moth, and now that I'm looking at the picture of the caterpillar, it kind of reminds me of the body of this new character, actually. So I'm, I'm firmly in the camp of this is a parasitized hornworm curse with mm. wasps.
2: Um, gross yeah, that is disgusting and I was I completely forgot I was going to talk about like the differences in translation throughout the chapter. We're like kind of at the end now, so I guess I'll just like talk about like the Kogane translation with the worm curse at the end. I don't know why I, like, I prefer the fan translation for the reaction to the worm curse from the Kogane versus the official because like in the TCB <laughs> translation. You know, he's like, knowing that, do you still want to enter the colony? And he's like, Shut up or I'll kill you. And the is like, Eek in the in the TCB translation, like worried, scared. But then like in the official, it's like, Do you want to die? And then the Kogane's like, Tch! You know what I mean? Like he's kinda of, like scoffing at it, like, you know, like Tch! you know, like, fuck you talking about, like type shit. And it's like, I I just prefer the Kogane being like timid and scared versus like, you mm. know, fucking douchey. <laughs>
4: I like it better that way. It makes yeah. it feel like the Kogane is like I don't know, invincible, right? It's like oh a sure. Wish.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I guess that's I guess that's cool too. But I mean, like the Kogane is just like such a non-combatant that it's just like, you know, timid, such- timid and scared. is, like more fun and funny than like mm-hmm. you couldn't kill me if you tried, bitch. It's like oh, okay, Kogane. Like, are you gonna fight then? I
4: like <laughs> a really sad sassy- like. Are we ever
2: going to get an example of someone trying to destroy the Kogane and just comes back like fucking Hakaware pot clean from fucking Knuckle and Hunter Hunter like
5: Chikandes
2: or whatever the fuck it is <laughs> yeah.
4: I love this Kogane's like look because of like the speckled tear like marks on its face and yeah. the way its eyes are hollow like the caterpillars things eyes are hollow
2: yes yes yeah, it's so like the correct. Den Den Mushi system in One Piece, and I just like love that about the Kogane mm-hmm. concept in, in Jujutsu Kaisen. Fuck yeah. Yeah.
4: The Kogane um thing. So there's a couple of things I kinda of wanted to backtrack to. Honestly. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Um The fact that like Maki because of her lack of cursed energy seems to be able to like Traverse from colony to colony, barrier to barrier. Yeah. she doesn't get a kogane. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, she then... doesn't.
2: Wait,
5: do we know that?
4: that? Do you only do much... you
2: only get a kogane if you have cursed energy? Has that been said?
4: Because um, that's really interesting.
2: If that's a thing,
4: it hasn't been said, but yeah, she doesn't have a kogane have... with
2: her as she dispatches this random curse.
4: Yeah, and also they seem to be outside of the barriers or anything, and Nortoshi is kind of on the background, right? He's kind of like you know sniping here and there, making sure like aggressive curses aren't escaping into yeah. the greater wider world. Yeah. Um, but they talk about like, oh yeah, we need to go to this colony. My, like Momo was talking about how they're going from colony to colony, and they can circumvent the necessity for rule three.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, I wanted to talk about the yeah, that page on 13 where they're talking about what rules they want to add.
4: Yeah, let's zoom in on that.
2: Yeah, because I mean like we already have the top right one done. That's the Higuruma one, make points transferable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one is to remove the communications block on colonies to learn what's happening in other colonies before four. Um and then four is allowing going in and out of barriers to save calling game victims. And then two is to allow the use of 100 points to create a substitute so individuals can withdraw from the culling game. That's really interesting. I like that a lot. I don't know why I did that in that order. But, um, like, this is, this is cool, you know what I mean? Because it's like we have a clear idea of, like, the short and long-term goals of the protagonist, because a lot of people have been talking about how, like, there's, like, no plot progression and it's just back-to-back fights. First of all, it's a Battle Royale arc. The plot progression is the accumulation of points. So, I don't know, like, like, what do do we want to, like, just fast forward to, like, all the Kenjaku stuff and, like, not spend as much time on fights in a Battle Royale arc? That feels kind of weird. I feel like if that happened, people would talk about how there, you know, is missing, you know, or wasted potential in an arc like the Culling Game to give us a tournament Battle Royale kind of setting and then just, like, give us, like, steady plot progression and movement towards the end goal of kenjaku like no we need to spend time on these fights because that's what the arc is about it's literally a bloodbath kogane says it every time someone enters the shit. a lethal contest called the culling games is going on everyone is fighting each other that is the plot progression so i just wanted to like throw that out there right now for people that think that this is just like meat headery like it absolutely is but like even in between that if you look at the idea of the culling game as the plot progresses with the accumulation of points we're still getting extra shit outside of that peppered in every once in a while to really give us a sense of progression anyway so i feel like the pacing and and the progression of the story is like perfect in jujutsu kaisen right now so i just wanted to throw that out there but yeah these rules it's cool it's cool to know like what we're like kind of really aiming for as a team you know what i mean yeah yeah
4: it's a healthy recap to be honest of like hey here's our original plan here's what's changed so we might not have to stick with that yes where's the leniency like what's the optimal play and so far i'm god just maki's design is so good look at that cowl look at that cape Fantastic! Yeah. Still has like a little bit of that school loyalty with the buttons on there. Yes. Um, and then she's waving that giant broadsword that Toji used.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh.
4: In. Oh, what was it called? Hidden inventory. The, hidden inventory. Star plasma
2: vessel arc, whatever you want to call
4: it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I don't I thought remember this was, mouth. I
4: thought that was my. Uh, huh? I think so. If you look at the zoom in, if I went to like the Toji Fushiguro wiki, yeah, it has a very to...
2: similar hilt, right? It has like the fluffy like hair mm-hmm. or hilt, you know, or guard or whatever the fuck, guard, like yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. So, but I don't remember the mouth at the end on the Toji sword.
3: I thought this sword was mine, but I don't know. I could be wrong. And I only call it that because that's what I thought um Maki's sword that my created is the same sword. I remember us saying it had a very similar aesthetic.
2: No, this absolutely is Toji's sword because he has the mouth on the end of it in um mm-hmm. in this panel that I just pulled up from hidden inventory. So this is this actually is the exact same sword.
4: And it's a strong sword too cuz like yeah. he used that to cleave through like what
2: everything <laughs>
4: all, all, all everything that ghetto suguru threw at him
2: yeah he threw that yeah. like rainbow dragon at him or whatever and he yeah. sliced that shit like yeah. butter and he was like this is like one of the higher defense curses that i own and he just sliced through it like nothing i remember that line of dialogue
4: that was a solid bud you know it's yeah. like ooh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i just yeah, didn't Lock i just didn't remember these Locky's teeth that
3: sword has like a yeah. tassel on the end of it it looks like I don't know.
5: What what are you looking at? Where are you looking at this? No, that's not even it. I'm just looking. Buddy, at are you I'm looking at a Playful up... Cloud?
3: No, I'm not looking at Playful Cloud. <laughs> um, I <laughs> I that's an in honest Maki question.
2: That be that is the weapon that she be using. So,
3: I'm gonna, I just looked at my new sword, and it looks like um, oh, it looks like to me like her new sword also has the mouth.
2: Yeah. Yeah, cuz this is the, the this is the sword. same sword. Absolutely. Same and and sword. I just never saw I never noticed like the mouth, I guess, because it there it was never at an angle that would like really like have the fucking end of it like in your face like that. So I never noticed like the teeth. But um but yeah, pulling up the Toji panel from hidden inventory where he's literally like walking out of the curse that tried to swallow him. <laughs> yeah, here, pull, <laughs> you,
3: up, pull up the Discord DM on your phone here. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah.
2: I mean, like it literally if you just type in like Toji hidden inventory, And then go to images. It's like one of the first ones, literally the second one for me. Like standing there, like surrounded by like cursed guts with the sword like in hand, and he's covered in blood. Mm -hmm. You can see like the mouth like on the end very subtly.
4: It's when he first like really fights Gojo and Geto.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
4: Right. I mean, it's either the
3: same. I don't know. I don't know that it's the same sword or if it manifested itself if Mai manifested herself into a copy of the sword.
2: Yeah, something like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. it could be. I'd have to go back and reread, like, the Zenin, like, Massacre stuff and, like, really see it. But, like, either way, whether it's a facsimile or the real deal, it is aesthetically the exact same sword as Toji from Hidden Inventory.
4: Right. I just feel like Occam's razor in this point. Right. (laughs) It could be a thing, but, like, I think, like... Unless this is foreshadowing for a shape-shifting weapon, yeah. I think it's just the regular one.
2: Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. But we could go which back and... hasn't it been named stuff.
4: either, so, like, yeah, there could yeah. be more to learn about it. And, like, it's special abilities and everything, which I'm kind of looking forward to.
2: I, like, I really need just, like, raw curse tool, curse weapon, like, exposition, because... Mm-hmm. They, like, I remember a line of dialogue or exposition earlier in the series that said that these tools are imbued with curse techniques... And it's like I've been thinking to myself like there are living sorcerers or there were living sorcerers whose curse technique inherently was the effect that these curse tools now have. And I just think that that would be like really cool lore to get inside of Jujutsu Kaisen to like find out that a certain sorcerer's curse technique was literally the inverted spirit of heaven's effect of neutralizing you know curse energy and curse techniques on contact which like sounds a lot like Angel Kurisu's curse technique and they're obviously an old school sorcerer right because I'm pretty sure they're looking for Sukuna too maybe I can't remember exactly but like if that was a thing and like maybe Angel Kurisu in their original life was the sorcerer who had the inverted spear of heavens effect inherently in their technique then mm-hmm. died after or maybe not after imbuing the, the tool with, with, with their technique, but maybe they died and then their technique was post mortem imbued into the tool. Maybe that's how it works. Either way, now they have been revived for the culling game and have that technique again. So it would make sense as far as like continuity goes in that way. I don't know if I'm making sense right now, but like I just really want the curse Tool exposition stuff, to, like you know, pages, chapters, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
4: I want I would yeah, definitely, definitely sure. want more explained into like equipment right because like we have so much with curse techniques we've been like learning more about reverse curse technique and how it's like related to the brain we've learned about domains and like how they cancel each other out and like that's great but like where's the basic like where's the basics right what is like like the stuff that we've been really hyped for like aliens area I want to see a little more of that arena of combat yeah. to be fleshed out. In and it's uh, more satisfying.
2: Maki's reintroduction into the story is a perfect opportunity for that, honestly. like If we're going to be focusing oh, yeah. like hardcore on Maki the same way that we did with Yuta and Hakari, then that, since that is her M.O., like it makes a lot of sense for us to get the exposition we're talking about in the Maki focused chapters in the Culling game. So I'm excited for that, because you know that she's got, like, what, just this sword on her right now, but Oh, man, I guess I was looking for, like, a duffel bag full of cursed tools, because I know that that's what she went to the fucking clan for, but she seems to only have, like, one weapon on her right now. Yeah, and I'm, like, looking on the double page spread to see if there's maybe other concealed weapons, but no, the cloak comes off when she's in combat, and she's just got very form-fitting clothes that can't hide anything extra. So I think she's really just wielding this thing for the culling game, which is, like, also tight and crazy that is she's that confident with one weapon for an arc like this especially coming out of the zenian massacre stuff where she specifically was going to the clan to retrieve or to retrieve like a bunch of curse tools for the culling game maybe she just went to go get her collection, look at it, and be like, all right, this is the one I'm bringing into the culling game, and that was always her plan. Ooh. But like, I just expected her to be on some fucking like, Punisher shit, big duffel bag full of guns, like, see me. <laughs> see me in the streets. I'm pulling out you know, everything out of my Felix the Cat bag on your I ass.
5: Think,
3: I don't think she went and got this sword from anyone. This is mine.
2: Oh sure, yeah, or that, you know, yeah, 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 yeah.
3: You know what I mean? And like, um, I remember, you remember when she when my first died and she like transferred her life force into the sword or became the
2: sword or whatever the fuck happened? Now I gotta go back. About, we brought this up enough to where I'm just going to go back and look. Right.
3: Um, my literally becomes this sword or like my Mai, as my's dying, this sword materializes in Maki's hand. Yeah, something and then, like that. And then we get the the dialogue about how you know she's gonna, you know use Mai in order to, like, complete their dreams, basically. Yeah, hold on, I'm about to look Some right along right. those lines.
4: All I remember is that she does the dying wish of kill everyone. Right. The panel that I put in the Discord DM
3: is, is literally her holding the sword, like, right after it's it spawns, and, like, we get the, you know, the flying birds panel, you know, after Mai's death. Yeah. yeah. And, then, uh, and then she fucks Buddy up, um... That was that was fucking with her. I yeah. can't remember his Is name. It... That. Yeah, the head of the her father. Yeah, the swordsman dude. Yeah, her
5: father. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: One forty-seven, one forty-eight. There we go. Here we go. So she definitely goes there to get the cursed tools, but then she's defeated by Ogi.
5: Ogi, yeah.
2: Yep, and then brought in here. Then they have the curses come try to eat her. And then, my... uh,
5: Talking about twins. Throw the rest away. Destroy everything. Yes. Yep, yep,
2: yep. And then, okay, so do they have a weapon beforehand? No. They're thrown in here with no weapon. And then, yes. The weapon materializes in her hand as my dies. Yeah, yep. so I think then, I think I think you are right. I think this is a facsimile of the same sword that Toji used. And I think we actually talked about this like when we were actually reviewing yeah. the chapters too. Now that I think about it, and yeah, um, we did. And yeah, right since, after
3: she lops Obi Ogi shit off, she's like, "My, let's get started." Like says this to the sword, you know. Yeah. Uh... Okay.
4: So does that mean that this it is a facsimile, but like? My's ability was that she could conjure something out of cursed energy. So oh my that...
2: God, yeah, that's right, so that's totally her. But how would she...
4: But like, is it a perfect copy? Or is it something that is like she knew that she recognized the sword because her family hated it or something, right? And you know, she's the good kid. they would definitely like let her in on the inside track of like, yeah, we hate these people. We hate these things, blah, blah blah, you know? So like... The question remains: Is it the same sword as Toji Fushiguro's?
2: No, I, I think copy, I'm. Con- yeah, I'm confident a now that it yeah.
4: Sword. Yeah. And then like, if it's a copy, it splits into two more questions: of Is it a perfect copy, or is it a similar but different?
2: Right. Yeah. Weapon? Yeah. Those are good questions. Yeah. No, this is definitely like because her maximum technique obviously allows her to just create you know things or whatever so like that makes sense as to why the sword materialized in her hand i think it could be as close to a perfect copy as possible because she traded her life for this creation right so it could be it could be explained in that way i think that that makes a lot of sense um but either way yeah it's definitely not the exact same sword so i'm glad that we eventually went back and and confirmed that because i was like Oh, yeah, that's definitely a possibility, but I think it's actually just the same sword. But no, it is absolutely a copy. And it's and, it, and, and I like the I like the idea that um that Melo had when he was talking about how like she knows of the sword beca- just because of her being in the family. But I wish that we would have gotten just a little bit more on the sword before this situation so that it just made it feel that much better that that was the sword that was created because it kind of seems like, oh. Okay, yeah, I guess Why you can I, yeah, I guess you can connect the dots and say, well, they're all zenines. They all, you know, and, and, and ma and Maki's, you know, obsessed with cursed tools. So they could have had plenty of off screen conversations about the best cursed tools, which ones Toji used. We could we could definitely fill in that gap ourselves with our, you know, imagination. That makes enough sense logically. But I just wish that for the sake of us there was just a little bit and maybe we'll just get that, you know, a little bit later. There's definitely still time for that. You know what I mean? But in the moment right now, I'm just like, damn. And we had gotten a little bit more on the sword specifically if Mai was going to kill herself to create it for Maki? Like, that would have been cool to get. But anyway, now we know, and that feels really good. Good shit, Eagle. No. Mm. I don't think I have anything else for jujitsu this week, though.
3: Yeah, I think that's about all I had as well, to be honest.
5: Mm,
4: that's it.
2: Awesome. <laughs>
3: all right well that'll do it for this chapter of sir, and that will do it for this episode of the project manga podcast thank you all so much for watching if you did be sure to slap a like on the video if you enjoyed it make sure you subscribe to the channel for more fire ass weekly content also don't forget like we said in the beginning of the show um chainsaw man is back it's going to be going on the patreon show um links will be down in the description for all that and also max's live stream going in depth about the reasoning as to why um, like we said in the beginning comment in the comment section down below let us know what you thought of this weekend jump chop it up up chop it up with us down there um also like we said before check that description box you'll find links down there to any and all of our you know individual social media accounts like twitter online communities like discord audio listening platforms to uh listen to the podcast on as well as the link to our patreon if you want to support what we do more than you do already by just watching it um so yeah with all that said this will be another stupendous episode of the Project Manga Podcast. Wrapping up, I'm your host,
4: Igu Knox. And I'm Melly
2: Peace.
0: Imagine your new bathroom